Welcome to Sports Sushi. Your chefs for tonight are Sports Plug Russ, serving up the spiciest sports takes of the week. Sterling Furrow, rolling the X's and O's into an analytical maki platter. And finally, the moderator who always keeps the sake flowing, DJ Slow Boogie. Now grab those chopsticks and get ready, because your order of Fresh and Raw Sports Sushi is up. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is another Wednesday, another episode for you. Sports Sushi is, uh, we are here today, um, courtesy of Gratwick Enterprises. If you want to tune in to us live, you can uh, tune in through Twitch, YouTube, or uh, Facebook. I think we're on uh, Twitter as well, so you can go and uh, find us on uh, all forms of social media. Uh, Twitter, it will be under uh, Sports Sushi. All one word. If you want to find us on Twitch and YouTube, it'll be Gradwick uh, Enterprises or Gradwick Podcast Network. I can't remember, but Facebook is the odd man out, which might be uh, Gradwick Enterprises. So, um, Sterling, our uh, show host Sterling, uh, had other obligations. So we have our esteemed leader, our uh, <laughs> producer, <laughs> Chris Chris joining uh, us today. Sean McDermott's best friend. Oh, no. <laughs> Anything but that. <laughs> We're an injury depleted uh, team today. You're down. Yeah, through. you know, uh, we, uh, we, you know, some of us are playing injured. You know, so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, I think it's final. <laughs> yeah, my neck, my back, my neck, my, my neck, neck, and my back. All right, so um, let's jump it off with no further ado. What you got for us, Rush, for today in sports? Ah, yes, today in sports in 1960, Will Chamberlain scored 58 points, the most That's ever it. by an NBA rookie as a Philadelphia Warrior. Um, they beat the Pistons 127 to 117, and nobody knows this is even real or not because they didn't have no film. <laughs> I said what I said. We saw the 81. But yeah, man, look, um, that that's a uh, yeah. And the eighty-one, the anniversary for the eighty-one just just came up not too long ago. It did. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm just fucking around. Will Chamberlain probably did all that shit because if you watch him on the videos, he literally looked like like you do on them half court goals, like when you know when people play like half of the half court. <laughs> I'm telling you, Will fucked a thousand women. I thought it was ten thousand. That was twenty, thirty. We could just say that it was at least maybe 1, it was twenty thousand. It was definitely yeah. over ten thousand. Yeah. Who's the who's the cat that plays for the Golden State Warriors? And they think it's his child. No, yeah. it's not a think. It's not a think. It is. It's true. Porter is that his name? Yeah, yeah Porter. Porter. Yeah. yeah. What's his first name? Uh, Otto Porter. I think. Yeah, Otto Porter. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yay. yeah. He in the yeah. league. No, he, he got a ring. Like he looked just like, like Will. Man, Otto, you got to go ask your mom about your grandma and ask yeah. some questions, answers. Hey, man. You Did you guys ever you see the math on all those women? Nah, like so. I, I think it, I think it was like twenty to twenty five thousand. But somebody broke down the math, and it was like he had to be banging like t- I think it was like something like ten chicks a day, just one after another, having them rotate through the bedroom in order to hit those numbers. I mean, o- over the years that he said it happened in. I mean, the man spit on somebody and asked how the weather was down there. So yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I can't really put anything past him. What kind of logistics do you have to pl- have in place to manage ten women a day coming and going? No, hey, there, there was no there, anybody. There was, here's the logistics. There's no TV. 
There's no internet. There's no social media. Where are you all have you the time do, to go find the next all one? You can do for fun is listen to music, get drunk, and do you know what? I'm gonna and say so that's this. all they was probably doing. And when Wilt's in town, shit. When you will hike, hey man, how they say he said, when you tall, all the hoes gonna fall. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, flow all the way to the flow to the hey. So, I mean, for for Wilt, man, it it, it shouldn't have been as hard. It should have been hard. They the math defies it. You just don't have enough hours in the day. It's not that he can't have as many as he wants, but even if you're like literally bringing him in, who said he he was giving it his all every time? Yeah, he could have been just he could have just been in there, just like, come on, even if he got him lined up at the end of the bed, it's still the the numbers just don't break down right. You just don't have enough time. so, So, so what? Does so, constitution sleeping with a woman like did wait, you wait, to, wait. No, I have this whole thing. If we don't if we don't believe this, we don't believe the hundred. We can't confirm the 58. Well, people is that the, were there for the hundred. Is the video of Wilt real? Is Wilt real? Yes, because look, we see Otto Porter. That's how we know he's real. My thing is stop this. playing with me, Chris. Chris I mean, Wilt look, did all of that. M-O. Technically, technically, if it counts, like hey, you could do 10 women if you don't complete the whole task. You know, if you kind of go halfway through it, or you just kind of like, oh, I just put it in that counts as one and move yeah. on to another one. I mean, you know, these are nuances that we that, that we we gotta take into consideration. Uh, there are two there are two stats in human history that just do not break down to feasibly possible. One is Wilt, Ster- Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain's women count, and the second is the fucking pyramids. Neither one of those things, by the definition of what they say it happened in, like you're stacking blocks and you're stacking women every second of every day. I'm, it's just I'm, not sustainable. I'm not going to touch either of those. <laughs> but what I am going to touch is the fact that if you did fuck that many women, one of them niggas going to look like Otto Porter when they have a baby. Yeah, so, so and that the point right is, now. is that and Michael Jordan might well, be well, by his daddy. numbers. I'd say like a ten. That, that shit might be people. real. That shit might be real. Jimmy Butler might be Michael Jordan's son. Now, I believe the myths. TikTok is an evil place that has great stories, <laughs> yes, and that's uh, one that I believe. <laughs> I uh, believe. Uh, hey, you said. Hey, hold up. Them niggas said the Earth was flat for about three years, so I get to say that Jimmy Butler. <laughs> is Michael Jordan's baby, and I get to say Otto Porter is Will Chamberlain's baby, or not his baby, but his great, great, great grand, no, his grandbaby. His grandbaby. I can tell you like this, uh, Chris. If you have not dove into uh, why Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's kid, please do. The information that shit is, is no printer, bro. <laughs> yeah, this is a rabbit hole I need to die yeah. down. Yeah, I, 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 I spent a good, facts, a good thirty bro. minutes. I was like, this. I said. There's no really? denying the yeah, timeline matches. Look at Jimmy better? Butler. Nah, man, they look alike too. They got the same look approach. At him. Look at his game. It's the same. That shit is from the eighties. It's the same. He be punking teammates. Jimmy Butler is a terrible person to some of his teammates. Like, uh, nah, man. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy's not. You know. Too, too yeah. much match up. Too All much right. matches up, man. I'm All right, so look. All right, fellas. So, uh, we 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 got enough uh, talking about uh, Jimmy Butt, uh, not Jimmy Butt, fucking Will Chamberlain's uh, uh, bedroom numbers. So let's get on to the next subject. Uh, we had uh, make four and Otto Porter. Let's get on to the UFC uh, two eighty three results. Um, we had a couple championship fights. Uh, we only going to go and gloss over the um the main card. Good. All right, so look, um, we had a uh, the main card was a a. a Jamal um, Sweet Dreams Hill, uh, he was facing off against uh, Glover Teixeira. Te- uh, you know, his trip up on that. I just uh, know the name. name. Glover Teixeira. 
Yeah, so he uh, and Govacek share went at it for the light, uh, the vacant light heavyweight title, uh, vacated by Yuri Pro Prohashka. Okay. Yeah, Yuri Prohashka. Um, so who was the uh, the uh, the champion at the time, but had to vacate for injury? So um, they faced off. Uh, Jamel Hill um, effectively uh, won the championship uh, and retired um, Glover Teixeira. Uh, uh, and also uh, to be noted, um, Brandon Moreno beat uh, Davidson Figueredo for the fourth time. They had a uh, I don't know what you call a what, what is it after a trilogy? Um, okay, we we'll just call it fourth fight. <laughs> the fourth fight. Uh, uh, the one yeah, five. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Ocho, not the Ocho. What thing is that? I don't know the elegy before. Yeah. What's the elegy before? Yeah. It, Quatrology. The quatrology, uh, <laughs> that, that sounds right, but uh, no, the quatrology, uh, no, between Moreno and <laughs> Davis and uh, Figueredo. Uh, so, uh, hold up, did you make that up? It's not quattro. What the fuck is it? It sounds right to me, so I'm wrong. Right. Four that is quattro, so yeah, quattro, the quattro, but uh, traceology, so that shit's, but yeah, man, uh, um, oh, I need that on the shirt. I'm sorry, quattro, go ahead, I'm sorry, but, no, but, but other than that, man, um. UFC card was a was a pretty decent one. You have uh the guy that just knocked out Izzy, um, uh Alex, uh, uh I can't I don't know his name, but they call oh, him Poton. Guy? Yeah, that guy, <laughs> Alex Poton. Uh, I'm just gonna refer to him by his by his uh his nickname. Um, the uh current um was it uh light not lightweight uh what was uh, Izzy's. Damn, I'm having a fucking brain fart. This fucking uh, nerve is just fucking with me right now. Um, but um, but he uh, is looking to kind of um, challenge uh, challenge uh, uh, Jamil uh, for his newly acquired light he- uh, light heavyweight title. So um, we have a, a very interesting landscape uh, coming up in um, in. Um, MMA when it comes to UFC when it comes to this uh this particular division, so only thing we can do is just wait and see uh, what happens with this light heavyweight division. Um, but um, also uh, to be noted that uh, I think the next uh pay per view event um will be uh the trilogy with um Leon Edwards and Usman if I'm not mistaken. Uh, also, yeah, I know yeah, that that's going to be a good one. <laughs> I, ain't uh, shit. I ain't said nothing to Usman. Ooh. What yeah, <laughs> man hugs for me. Yeah, man. I mean, I like uh, I like Usman. Um, I like I, I like them both, but I think Usman uh comes back a little bit more prepared and uh he 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 gets the win. Um, but um, you know, with with the UFC landscape, you know, you got guys fighters that uh come and go. Um, we just had um, uh, Nate Diaz. You know, hang it up. Um, well, he he became a free agent. Francis Ngannou. Uh, like I just said, Glover uh, Shara hung it up, but uh, one of those names I mentioned um, might be um, mixing it up with our next subject, uh, which brings us to Jake Paul signs with the PFL. Um, so Jake Paul signs with PFL. Uh, he leaves, not really necessarily leaves the ring for the octagon. I think he's going to be going uh, doing both. Um, and I think the offer on the table is for one of the guys we just mentioned, Nate Diaz, who uh, is a free agent. Him and uh, Jake Paul, I'm not sure if they reached an agreement, but they are in talks with um, possibly setting up a uh, match between one another. It will be a two-part fight. One will take place 
in the ring. The other will take place in the octagon, giving uh, both guys a... Um, <laughs> Oh man! Oh man, y'all welcome All right. to CPG Gaming. Man, oh my God! All right, uh, Shane, you a fool. What's up, Shane, bro? Yeah. I'm gonna whoop your ass when I play the Rams, bro. I swear to God, I'm about to he dub gave, you, bro. He gave you the what's up, babe, bro? Oh, you have no idea what's happening, Shane. All right, man. So, um, but yeah, so the the the, the details about the proposed fight. Uh, or the proposed uh, matchup with these guys is that one's going to take place in the ring, the other will take place in the octagon, uh, giving uh, relatively both fighters an advantage in their perspective rings. Uh, a lot of people have been chiming in saying that Nate Diaz is a proficient boxer. Um, I mean, you know, I just want to see the shit talk. I, it, that that's that's that is is that's a given, and they're gonna it, sell off of that alone. Yeah. And I got to say this, man. Uh, uh, I got to look. Chris said, fuck off. this shit. Yeah, yeah he's like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> what's the Paul brothers? <laughs> Seriously. Like, look, man. Look, I, I got to, I got to give him props, man. Look, you know, I'm not, sure, you know, I don't like Jake. Jake Paul, you know, he, he cherry picked his fights in the ring, you know, but you know, for him to actually get out there and get into the octagon and step into the, you know, the room, like you know, with these other guys, like you look, you know. There's some dogs out there, but look, and you know, if he gets in there with Nate, man, look, I got, I got, I got to see it. Do you believe he's he's fighting fair fights, or do you believe? No. Do you think they're fair? You talking about the boxing? No, I don't. No, think hell so. no. But I think if he has to hop out here in his MMA, yeah. yeah, he's got a real chance to get his ass whooped or whoop some ass. So you know, I'm gonna watch so it. I'm gonna watch that, and I think that you know people kind of caught on to the boxing, so that's probably why they was kind of getting stale on uh jake paul's uh boxing fights because you know he's fighting older mma guys you know guys that kind of you know that had a you know a knockout history but they just you know were just over the hill you know or they just for whatever reason um i know a forest in japan i'd like to see him fight in you said a what no 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 oh you said a forest oh no 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 ed Okay, look up. But uh yeah, so if you are looking at uh stay tuned for the the Jake Paul news, uh you'll find out things as soon as we find out about them. But count me intrigued. I would like to see this happen uh at some point uh if it does ever go down. But uh let's go ahead and get over to the NCAA football. All right, man. So um, we're going to go ahead and, and, and touch on the subject really quick, uh, really quickly, uh, about the NIL deals. If you guys have been a long time listening to the show, you will remember our very first show, uh, where we had, uh, Miami Hurricane, uh, former Bird. Miami Hurricane, Tyrone Bird, um, and, um, Miami Hurricane, uh, super supporter, uh, my boy, uh, Dale, Dale from South Beach, South Beach Dale. What up, Dale? Go Celtics! Uh, so, um... Yeah, <laughs> uh, they got they kind of touched on this subject, man. And, you know, um, a player from Florida had um, that uh, quarterback, um, Jaden. What was his last name, Russ? Uh, I forgot it. Oh, you maybe I, maybe you should do a better job at uh, doing your research, Mister uh, Mister Sports uh, Moderator guy. Uh, so <laughs> the guy is uh, Jaden Rashada. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Hey man, Shane wanna know if you would trade uh trade him Pat Pat Sertan for two first. Oh my All right. God. No, take, take that man's two first. Take no, that man's not, two no, first. So you stop, out of your mind? Don't no no. You can draft two two number one corners. Yeah. This is 
You could get you could get two two pads personal tans, though. You know, and you, and you know what else? You know what else I could turn into? I could turn this back into Jaden Rashada because yeah. I'm not afraid of my nigga Sertain the second. All right, man. Uh, uh, real quick, I just the, the only thing because I know we I, we want to get Sterling back in and we want to talk about some other NIL, NIL deals because there's a lot that goes goes on with this like story. If you don't know from the outside, and people are thinking like, oh, the kids trying to hustle up for some more bread, and some people think that the Florida Gators fucked up, and really. You have to go into what a collective is, and it's just a big fuck up by some people pledging money, offering money that they didn't have or did not plan to give. Um, and and yeah, there you go. And the kid waited for that direct deposit to hit, and that shit hit different, but not in a good way. It didn't hit at all, and so and yeah. so he's about that bitch. Um, so I think it creates a mess. We'll get we can get into that like next week, but it does create a little bit of a mess because he got to find a school now. Um, the, the Gators got to deal with the collective and the, why they offer money that they can't provide. And I think it's just, it just, <clears throat> it just, it just looks really bad on every end, except for the kid. I don't blame the kid at all because if I offered to do a service for you and then like you don't pay me and I don't do it, you're going to get mad at me. I got one word for that kid. Escrow. <laughs> hey man, look. Make sure they got that cash. We're I got two words. I, I got two words for him. Boom, soon, nigga. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can throw that pill. <laughs> Look at but nah, hey, hey, I'm, hey, ABC. I mean, recruit. I mean, but when it, when, it, when it comes to Florida and these new recruits, there, you know, they they kind of had uh, some bad goals when it comes to their quarterback of recruits. Uh, one kid they they had to cut uh, because they found him rapping, you know, rap lyrics, and he was saying the N word. He's a white guy, but ironically, just today he got a. Uh, a offer from an HBCU, Albany oh State. God, so, Josh Allen. But Josh Allen, Josh Allen, you do too. I fully believe. Yes, I, was, yeah. I, I, I believe Josh that. Allen, yeah. he, I wouldn't be surprised if I heard he did it. Which, yeah, yeah. did no, you? No, 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 he did it. No, no, I'm saying it doesn't come up as a surprise. Yeah. And but when you look at Josh Allen, he looked like he was a. Yeah, you sang every word to my nigga. My nigga did. Yeah, he, he, my he, nigga. California <laughs> boy, dog. He got to hear California boy. Uh. But no, man, look. Um, but yeah, like, come on now. Like, I, like with, with the Allen thing, is like you got you to gotta come over. You know, we, we could get into this top, uh, topic another day. Um, but if they rapping lyrics, man, you got to kind of let that shit slide, dog. Like, everybody. I think, it, I think it all, on, honestly, and it may be like, damn. That's like, but it depends on the team's vibe. Yeah. Y'all going to be like, you should just go in the locker room and say, y'all, y'all going to let him make it? Yeah. So let me be real. You got to go to the locker room and say, y'all let this nigga make look, it? Look, man, I'm going to say this. Look. <laughs> if they say no, then shit. Hey, I'm going to be real with y'all. I, look, I, I have I have white friends, you know, that, you know, they, they say it. I don't <laughs> – look at Chris. <laughs> now, they say it. You know, I don't I don't, I don't, don't blitz because I know I know them. I know their heart. I know that they're witchcraft. But, you know, the thing I is – I don't fuck with all that. No, 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 look. I don't know what it's necessary to say. It's not necessary to say. But, I mean – Look, my I thing is this. My thing is this. I just lip sync it when I'm like, if the rap verse is coming and we're all vibing to the song, I I just lose my, you know, lose, yeah, you lose, just the, lose the tone. You just lose the tone. Now he dropped the tone, but but like, look, man. I don't be fucking with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but I'm just, you know, I'm not going to fault a group of team members that say yeah. we still want to part with team. Yeah, and, and that look, I, and what I'm saying is that that was the situation. Yeah, hey, I'm I was shotgun. In. I'm just trying to say, yeah. <laughs> Jack, look, you feel me? I'm like, not, not me. Look, me, I'm gonna say this. I, I I can't stand white boys that say that shit. Look, like, it's just cor- it's corny as fuck. Like it's they're not, just 
they're just doing it to get a rise out yeah, of anybody and see if someone responds. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. It's a difference. I ain't talking about the ER. I'm talking about the A. And the thing is, like with, with um, like it. I, it look, I've been in in, in the team. E R A. There's yeah. some things you should not say. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and you know, and I'm speaking as as far as like you know how how Russ was saying. Like it depends on the discretion of the team. Like your team is, you know, if your team, he said every time hey. we say going, we're gonna fight. <laughs> hey, hey. And like, and those are the things that you know you gotta, you know, do as I mean, a it, team. Comes, it comes down to the, yeah. like the, the Richie Incognito type of ordeal. Like, I didn't agree with anything he was saying, like all that like nonsense, but the team was like, We accept him as our team. Yeah. You know and then, and, and, and so, then you know, in those in those walls and in, in that setting, like you know, look. If they fuck with you, they fuck yeah. with you. You know, what I'm and you know, that's if you what, accept it, you accept it. That's what I'm trying to say. But you know, don't think that you know it's a free pass to say whatever. Yeah, because but it ain't. But Florida is a different place. But, but like, Florida, you know. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's a different place. I'm just saying, but Florida's <laughs> fucked anyways because they got a whole bunch of shit to deal with trying yes. to get to figure out now. Because now they look like they gonna renege. <laughs> no pun intended on all their offers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they look like they about to. They about to like every time. Every time a recruit goes to Florida and they figure out some sort of money that they're going to get from the collective or whatever Florida does moving That's forward. They're going to they look at them and say, what's that mean with that little kid? Is you yeah. really going to give me my money? Because last guy that came here, y'all promised 13 mil. And he didn't see now, now none of that shit. So, yeah, I think it affects like, their, yeah, their reputation. Their recruiting going to take a hit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I think, but I think. Going to have to do some think, guaranteed contracts. Pay that shit up front. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm, but I mean, you, you got to do something. Now, they're gonna have to do something because now they're kind of in a bad situation. Because if I'm a recruit, Florida not on my list because I can't trust them to pay the bill. Yeah, y'all didn't I could come down there. Money. I could come down there and get ready. If he would have said, "Okay, I trust you guys," he would have been week one. We would have said, "Hey, Jaden, you get your check yet?" And they said it's in the mail. Nigga, it ain't coming. So you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, nah, they tried. They tried to pull a fast one, and yeah. it didn't work. And, and uh, you know. And I'll be yeah. real. Thirteen M's is 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 it ain't it is it's a big thing to 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 get over. It's, oh yes, yeah. It's if not you promise me thirteen million dollars yeah. and I don't see anything, yeah, my nigga, like you could at least slide me five <laughs> and then say, hey, 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 say, hey, man, we are gonna work out together. You I'm know half. You can't give me half. Yeah, you know, you know. So, like damn. Yeah. So yeah, I would. Like, I would six, do the same. Six, thing. seven, something. Six point five. Give me something. Yeah. You, you can't, can't. He looked at his phone and looked at Bank of America, and that's just said nothing. He said that's the same as yesterday. There's something wrong. Hey, <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, man. That's not. Yeah, thirteen mil. Thirteen mil is is just something that I. I, I agree with what he did. I think that the school yeah. should fix it, but we'll get into that when we yes. talk about what the, what the NILs need to do moving forward. Because it is a wild, wild west out there. Because along with the good deals that don't get done, there's a lot of bad deals that don't get done, and some good deals that do get done, mm-hmm. and some people that get deals and just fail. You know, like Spencer Rattler. But you got to pay. All right. So, uh, speaking of pay, uh, <laughs> let's get into um. Our next subject, Ed Reed uh, and Bethune Cookman. Um, now, there's this story has been taking you know a little crazy turn after crazy turn after crazy turn. Uh, so it started out with uh, Ed Reed being announced as the uh, head coach for Bethune Cookman, and him coming out a short while after saying that the university would put the ass on blast. Yeah, he put him on blast. Say that you know <laughs> they bullshitting. They ain't going to recognize my contract, and you know. You know that they couldn't come to a deal, so at the end he wasn't going to be 
the head coach. Now, uh, players have spoken out. Uh, well, Ed Reed actually released a speech and went viral. And, you know, a bunch of people had uh, some mixed emotions about it. Um, but um, all in all, uh, other events start turning out. Uh, the players uh, started uh, protesting at the uh, at the school, uh, wanting the uh, the faculty to either, was it, uh, resign or uh, mm-hmm. give uh, Ed Reed the, uh, the head coaching job. Um, now, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and defer to our guys here. Um, Russ and Chris. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on this situation? Who's at fault? Who, who's in the wrong? Cookman, for sure. The school. Now, like I know, like when this type of stuff happens, or when anything happens around, like uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, a story black college, like we trying to, we kind of act like how we how people do with some of these quarterbacks. We defend them and coddle them and say like, oh no, don't attack them. Like he showed us what we showed us. And then the response to it, if you listen to the response by the president, like, bro, all you did was basically try to throw Ed Reed under the bus talking about some nonsense about listening to the rap music about hoes. That means nothing about what he was talking about. Like, you want to say that you was promising all this stuff to the students and promising all this stuff to the kids and we spending a million dollars on this, a million dollars on that. If you was really spending a million dollars on this, a million dollars on that, the, the student upper body presidents and all of them they wouldn't be dealing with the fact that you're not communicating this students wouldn't be protesting mold and all this other type of shit around the campus like this shit gotta stop happening at hbcus like it really do because the mismanagement of funds happens way 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 too fucking much and then every time someone brings it up or every time someone calls it out then we have to go through this whole fucking process of well you can't really talk bad about them and you you can't really blame the school yes you can't fucking blame the school this makes no fucking sense like for him for his answer to be why was ed reed's office dirty well because he wasn't really hired yet and we just moved the other guys out nigga please what like what why 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 was there trash in the building well it's just been renovated after a hurricane like my nigga like what are you talking about you're giving all these motherfucking excuses it means nothing to the fact of what you actually see. And then you want to talk about when students talk about, oh, my apartment's still moldy or my apartment still has mildew. And then you want to come out and have the audacity to say some shit like, well, it wasn't mold, it was mildew. Mildew turns into mold, stupid dumbass nigga. Like, that's what happens to it, and it makes you sick. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the fact they're taking pictures of this and the fact they're showing this, and then the faculty is just like, yeah, we're going to take care of it. No, you're not. And that's the problem with HBCUs because that should be their slogan. No, we not. Like, you're just going to come here, you're going to praise the fact that you're black, and then you're going to leave, and then we all going to keep it on the hush-hush that we don't keep shit up like we're supposed to. And that's not all of them, but this one especially because the shit I saw was detesting and gross and all, all of the above. It was horrible. You know what I'm saying? He had the right to be screaming and be mad about this shit. And then Reggie Theus, what the fuck is your problem, bro? Like you, like, you come out and you want to talk about, well, this isn't the man we hired. No, y'all knew who y'all was hiring, and you knew what you showed him. And if you show someone some bullshit, don't get mad at him if he tell you it stinks. Like, what the fuck are we doing? And just, the, like, the whole, the whole operation of, like, we heard something bad about ourselves, so now we're just going to band together and bash the people that's talking bad about us. Like, the bunker nah, mindset. Yeah, this shit is terrible. Like this shit is 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 fucking terrible, and to, and to say like, oh Ed Reed knew, Ed Reed knew, and so he wasn't supposed to talk, nigga. 
Like, 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 what the fuck? Like, that, that was, and read new. And then, on top of this, if you listen to his interview, you want to come out and say, like, oh, you can support passion in so many ways. And then a few moments later, you don't support passion by yelling and screaming. Oh, re- oh, really? That's what we doing now. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit is, like, this. It, it's laughable, but it's sad at the same time. And it's what happens every time some shit like this happens. Every time, like, something like this happens, all they want to do is say, that nigga not trying to help. No, he is trying to help. Tell the truth. Y'all fucking up around in, around there. And y'all need to straighten that shit out. Like, otherwise, the students would, again, would not be out there. Because if you would have came out and told the students, we're spending millions of dollars, just give us time, we're going to fix this shit. And you meant it, and you told them that shit, they wouldn't be coming out saying this shit. Like, come on, it's bullshit. Y'all motherfuckers is making y'all money, going home and living y'all lives, and everybody else is dealing with the consequences of not having it spread around the right way. However it may be. Talking about we having a pep rally so we can't get a practice field. Fuck. Come on, dog. This Incon- inc- inconvenient truth should be the uh, theme of this show. Bruh. That's what I got. It's a little Trump and everybody. There's, there's a whole lot more inconvenient truths coming tonight. Yeah. Um, but no, man, like uh, like Russ is right, man. You know, um, a lot of HBUs have these uh, these issues. Um, I remember um, a couple of years ago, uh, TSU had a, 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 a issue where it, it was a uh, was it embezzling, if I'm not mistaken, where they were uh, they were uh, was it uh, they were non accredited. So if you went there and you tried to transfer or something like that, it, uh, the transfers wouldn't uh, wouldn't wouldn't go, and it was just crazy. It was it was a crazy wish card. But like these things happen, you know, with these HBCUs, and man, it's just it's sad. It's sad as fuck, dog. Because they're in they're in great places. As a as a person that spent a whole 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 lot of time in the great state of Mississippi, bro, like it's a lot of good out there. But like, if you don't like cultivate it and let people like let it grow, like by spreading the wealth, like it's not gonna fucking grow. Like that shit just gonna be dead. Like it is just dead. Let me Dying. ask you guys this question: Do you think it's it's as much HBCUs as it is? smaller mickey mouse operations that don't have the the, the operational logistics and pedigree of no, like the, the bigger people. schools and programs so you got to have like smaller less just, less reputable people running the stuff no it's just the bad in people like if you if you have funds that are getting allocated to the school and you're applying them it will show I watched UTSA grow to a commuter school to a fucking D1 for real, for real. Yeah. Like, like no. If yeah. you apply the money where it's supposed to go, that shit is going to grow into something greater than it was before. No doubt. I saw it happen with my own eyes, bro. Like, the shit, the shit that's happening at these places is a perpetual cycle because it's not just like, evil in people, period. If a person that has that in them sees a chance to take advantage and get a couple extra dollars for themselves... They gonna do it, and when you have a bunch of people that manage to get themselves in that situation, they gonna do it. And it doesn't happen just at HBCUs; it happens at every fucking university. But when you're trying to grow to be bigger than something you were, you can't have the same shit that goes on at fucking UCLA go on at your school because you're not big enough to take it on. You're like, like the loss is gonna be too great. You're gonna end up with a bunch of fucking buildings that are full of trash instead of being able to clean them motherfuckers out in one day. There's no, there's no reason why a Walmart can catch fire and they can clean that bitch out in one fucking day to have business back and y'all can't clean out some buildings. What? Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. And I think it's like, so, like, to, to, to basically kind of piggyback, and I'm trying to put my, my, my thoughts together here, to kind of piggyback off what Russ was saying, um, they, <laughs> like, I... I 
I think it's is I I don't want to say how to answer Chris's question. I don't think it's you know they have the the you know the the, the unqualified people uh, running it. I just think that it's it's just you know the temptation is there. Uh, and another thing is that um, corruption hiding behind incompetence. Yeah, I just think that you know yeah. you, you're sitting in there, you know you just get you, you know some people are just not as strong as as they might you know uh lead on to believe but um another thing with the uh, with the hbcus is that i think they they do depend a lot more on donors a lot more uh on donors uh, contribution to help uh build up their facilities and because the one thing i've and look you know i'm gonna tell you something about me i didn't graduate from college okay i went to utsa and i dropped out all right it's still my school (laughs) all right so um (laughs) Right. <laughs> Russell says, you know what? You're right. I did a lot of work at UTSA, okay? You know what I'm saying? Them motherfuckers should be paying me, okay? They, said they, should, <laughs> they should be paying me, all right? After all the shit that I did for y'all, uh, I'm responsible for 12% y'all recruitings, uh, 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 <laughs> okay? So uh, let's go ahead and start off right there. But, we got uh, niggas at a party. Yeah, <laughs> shit. So, um, but that's neither here nor there. That's a story for another day. But um, my friends that 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 have went to UTSA and then went to grad school or left to uh, go to other schools like HBCUs, the one thing they say is that once they graduated from their HBCU, uh, immediately they got the calls for money, like for donorships and stuff like that. So um, I'm not sure. You know, you know, they said that you know it wasn't like that with UTSA. You know, they got their calls for their student loans and shit like that. But you know, it was never for you know. Like I said, like it, it doesn't matter who you are. It's all gonna move, and evil moves yeah. in all of its ways. And someone feels. I mean, you gotta ask. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's not the problem of asking. You know what I'm saying? Because you gotta ask to get donors to donate. But like, it's what happens after. And so yeah. you claim you're doing all this stuff, but you don't see any type of movement. And it don't take it don't take as long as people act like it takes for shit to get cleaned up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you if, if you if you trying to court Ed Reed to be your head coach, why the fuck is his shit not spotless? That's Ed what I want. Ed Reed might roll over because right now I guarantee you, right now if they were to say, "Oh shit, Nick Saban want to be the head coach of Bethune Cookman," my bad, Bethune Bethune Cookman Cookman. You don't think that motherfucking office would be spotless? Red you don't think the cafeteria would find out what the fuck he liked to eat and have that shit ready? Yeah. If, if Deion Sanders got folks in Colorado cooking soul food in the snow, you can go ahead. You can clean them goddamn doors. Deion couldn't get what he wanted at Jackson State. Yeah. He I got mean, it just, in Colorado. Like, it's, bro, it's, it's not just, it's not like, oh, it did, it did happen. No, there's a reason why this should happen. Until y'all fix that reason, which only y'all can fix. It's gonna keep us, happening. Then shit, it's gonna keep happening. All right, so and we gonna keep happening. God damn it, so y'all! Because I didn't get to go to the HBC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just black and it hurts me. All right, so let's go ahead over to the NBA. Uh, our next segment. Um, so earlier, uh, well, last week, late last week, uh, or was it earlier this week? Can I remember? But um, my favorite NBA player presently, Patrick Beverly. Okay. This is why we cover this nigga like every every like three weeks. Yeah. You yeah, find the way you know to guilty. Speak. Guilty. Okay. You I like Pat Beverly. Hey, that's cool. That's I like cool. Pat Beverly. I ain't hating. I hey, like look, Pat Beverly too. If you know me, you know I'm gonna say He's one thing about Pat Beverly. 
bro, he's good for television. Okay. You know, I my favorite thing, I'm sorry. You know what my favorite thing was? He said, I'm sorry. Go ahead and introduce it. Cause then okay. I'll my favorite thing. Cause they don't know what I'm talking about. Cause all right. So look, man, um, Ed Reed and Dame Lilly got into a, you know, you know, a little, little, little tiff, little tiff, you know, um, you know, a dust up. Little dust up, you know, basically, basically, not a Donnie Brook, not a full on <laughs> Donnie Brook, uh, but just a little, you know, a little, little passerby, you know, Pat Bev, you know, told him, told him a couple of things like Pat Bev usually do. Oh, he called him a soft ass nigga. I, I went yeah. and replayed it a couple of times so I could make sure I heard it. He said, mm-hmm. soft ass nigga. I don't know what came before that because it was kind of muffled because the dude that was doing TV was talking too much. Yeah, but underneath that, that's why you got to get course side seats. Yeah. Underneath that, yeah, he said soft ass nigga. And that's what made Dame say, "Oh, he said, I will beat your ass." He said, yes. "I will beat your ass." So, um, so yeah, so you know, they they went ahead. It was at the uh, the free throw line with Dame I was, I was going like, to throw his free throws, and uh, you know, they got into it. You know, you know, but look, man, I'm gonna say this. You know, and then at the um the press conference was what really made me, you know. Look at my boy Pat Bev. So you know what? Oh, I love his response to some of those you know, questions that were yeah. asked. Uh, the first question. The first question. Go, was, go ahead, um, take a rest. The first question when when the guy was going over the game and said, you know, you Dame had Shadi and they labeled his stats and it's slow night. And he looked at him and said, "You could have just told." I'm paraphrasing. You could have just told yeah. me I had a good game against Dame. That would have been good. And in my head, I was like, "Ooh." Mm-hmm. That nigga cut. That nigga gut punched him. But I said, yeah. but it was facts though, because yeah. the guy was like trying to say he locked Dame Lillard up without saying he locked Dame Lillard up. And damn it, if he locked his ass up, then he locked his ass up. And you and know, I think that's missing from the NBA right now. So, so, and, and effectively, uh, Dame, uh, not Dame, uh, Pat Beverly locked up uh, Damian Lillard the game before and in the post game locked up the reporter. So, um, shackles. <laughs> so, look, man. <laughs> With with that, like, this is how I'm, I'm going to say it, like, like, the disrespect from the media is is, is crazy, dog. They they be trying to sneak dish you. Slide, but I, I got to agree with, with Pat Beverly. Like, um, looking at the stat lines is what uh, Dame had, what, 24 that day? And from a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, he had 24. You didn't really lock shit down. But it was like, uh, I think he had, what, 13 at the line? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that's like, Dame got to do his job. He's going to get his points. But when I say it's something missing from the league, it's the fact that, like, defenders take pride in their work. And I love Pat Pat Bev because as a defender, he takes pride in his craft and his work of making you work for your shot. Like, there's one – there's you could get 30, but then there's 30. Like, like I had to go work for all motherfucking 3-0 of them bitches. Like, I had to – 24. We got 24. I got 20. I had to work for all of them hoes. And there's, there's a difference. And when you watch a game, like, you can see the difference between someone that is like, I'm just going to be in front of you, and someone that's really making another person work. And I respect Pat Ben for that because watching the games that he plays, I say, he may, he gives you your money's worth. He going to play D. A lot of these bitch-ass niggas don't play D. Like, fucking get in the stance and play some goddamn defense. And I respect Pat Bev for that because a lot of these motherfuckers is too scared to get shook, too scared to get dunked on. So, like I said, the the Tatum dunk, was it last episode of the episode before when I thought the Tatum dunk was the best dunk because he looked Giannis in the eyes and dunked on him? Kudos to Giannis for fucking jumping because most guys would have just been like, no, I ain't going to do that. I'm going to let him have the two. No, you don't give it the fucking two. And Pat Bev says, shit, if you're going to shake me, you really shook me, my nigga. But I'm going to be up in here. Hello. 
My name is defense. I'm here to keep you from scoring. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I like that about Pat Bev. And I think that a whole bunch of other players should adopt that shit because I think the NBA would be a lot better place if people realize that if you don't get 30, you could be the dude that keeps another person from getting 30. And that's just as fucking important. It's just not the flashy shit. It's not that's what's it's not on the stat sheet. They're not gonna see it. I wish they would point out more, like when a dude scores 24 or a dude scores 30. I wish they would say, oh, but he went 5 for 20 from the field or 10 for 20 from the field or 10 for 15 from the field. I mean, I'm not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. 10 for 30 from the field or 10 for 40 from the field. So, like, shit. Like, you see niggas shooting, like, 40 shots, hitting, like, 15 of them hoes, like, 13 of them. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's glorified. Like, I, I like the fact that a defensive player lets it be known. Like, no, I'm out here. I'm playing defense. And I'm going to let you know. And when I do get the victory and I do get the dub, I'm going to be happy about it. I get tired of people acting like Pat Bev shouldn't be happy about his accomplishments. Fuck you. Like, why shouldn't Pat Bev? Every time Pat Bev does something good and smiles and is happy, people are like, why are you mad at Pat Bev? Like, like what the fuck? We should all love Pat Bev. Yes, He's man. embodiment. He is an embodiment of what you would want to be as a fucking NBA player. Like, I ain't the best nigga, but I'm getting paid and I'm doing my thing. Like, and I ain't got to worry about the other shit. Who else gave y'all great moments? Like the play-in celebration. Okay? Who else gave y'all shit like that? Patrick Beverly, okay? Everybody says enjoy the little moments until they see Pat Bev doing it. Bro. Y'all niggas. That that sports moment lives rent-free in my head. That's like my favorite sports moment in recent times. Is Bro, I, loved it. I loved it. Then and I love and I hated people hating people laughing. I'm almost like, so what you gonna do if he win a game and say that shit don't matter? You're gonna say, Oh, he don't care about it. They're paying him millions and he don't care. Like, come on, yeah. man. Like, nah, man. Yeah, like, but I like I like Pat Bev. Dame Lillard is still the shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he is. Dame, look, man, but, let me tell you tell you something about, about Dame Lillard, man. This man has broken my heart as a uh Rockets fan. Well, I know that's kind of why I like him. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Man, man, keep times. up. How you living? Hey. Yeah. Boy, my boy, keep up in this hole. Uh, right. no, I don't know if he's in this hole, but I know he watches sometimes. Oh, but, yeah. You know, later, and I know that I was with him when oh, Dan Miller did that shit. I was with him, and oh my God. Yeah, and I know how. Was, oh, yeah. I know how man. he is. I've, I've watched, me and him watched a lot of Rockets games, so I, I know how, how my boy. He finds me every baseball season, though. That motherfucker finds me baseball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't escape him. Whenever uh, any, any of the hometown teams start doing good, he'll find you. He'll but yeah, much up. love, Damon Lillard. Ha! <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Dame Time. Uh, but one thing I I I, I want to say Purple before tears. we move on, uh, they always talked about um, you know, uh, Kobe bringing the uh, Mamba mentality to uh, professional sports. I think people need to go ahead and adopt uh Patrick Beversley uh, mentality, uh, Pat Bev's mentality, and uh, somebody on the internet has dubbed it uh, hyena mentality. I don't know why, but I find that hilarious. Because he always. <laughs> yeah, so, so I like, can see hyenas, that hyenas are like that. They seem like annoying because they're, they're nuts and they're relentless. But, yeah. but exactly, exactly. But if you fuck up, a pack of them gonna eat you. Yeah, you know so what I'm saying. I, so like, but no, I like, but that's true. Like, I fuck with the hyena mentality. Like defense, good defenders make offensive players play better, and they wash out the guys that are just pretenders. So I love them. Yes, so we need. Well, look, we love the defense here. Um, John Marion, uh, yeah, Shane Battier, Patrick oh, Beverly, hey, man, guys that dig in and slap the flow twice, man. 
Oh yeah, they different. Hey, I fuck with it, dog. Yeah, they different. Oh, and then they slap the horn, and they 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 rub the the, the court dust on their face. Dorian, Dorian Finney Smith, get the dirt all up in that. Yeah. 94. you can feel it. Yeah, you get you that dirt dust, that, nah, that, that, hey, that hardwood dust in your face. Uh. Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler is a glorified one of them dudes. I believe he, I believe he dusts himself with dirty court dust before every game. Yeah, man. Just to absorb him. Does something to Never you. Never mind, I'm gonna go too far. But yes, yeah. defenders get love on this motherfucker. You got to play defense. Shout out to KG. All right, man. So we're keeping it with Lance hardwood. Duncan. All right, all we're right. keeping it with hardwood here. Okay, so we're gonna go. Uh, in, in the time machine and go back uh uh to where uh the lakers uh took on the uh <laughs> memphis grizzlies so this is the most I'm, <laughs> yeah i'm i'm uh, all right he already came on he apologized yeah he apologized this was the most this shit that shit was so fucking high school like yeah. that's ridiculous <laughs> you had a you had it one, you had a game i know but you're 54 as far as the players are concerned that nigga ain't no pedestrian and you know it stop mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, like, that, that was silly. But, I mean, even though they apologized, they had to apologize. Thank you, nigga. That shit was entertaining yeah. as fuck. What, and look, the Lakers came back and won that bitch. Yes. That shit was live. Like, so And it made for a good first shit. take. Okay? Made for a great first take. So, but th- th- that's why I kind of, uh, I-, I put this in there to kind of uh, segue um, to our, our real topic, you know, that is going to be our either or uh, for the night. Um, but, um, but let's, let's first we got like another yeah one, but this is yeah yeah you know the the, the one that we had to uh we had to flex uh yeah uh, it's got flexed yeah it got flexed for the day and uh the other one gets moved to next week um but um but real quick man um yeah man look man let me tell you something man you know y'all know uncle shay love uh little lebron man and sometimes man y'all need to leave uncle shay alone man look yeah, you see him? Yeah, bro. I leave him alone, too. Yeah, leave Uncle Shay alone, Hall of Fame tight end who's still and in the, shape. And he could talk That's shit. toned, grown man strength. Yeah, That's why he said he don't want it and his daddy don't want it because you don't. None of us do either. Uncle mm-hmm. Shay, sit down. I feel like this situation started with, like, jovial shit talking. And then you know how there's always, like, that that one that one smack talk or comeback that goes just a little too far yeah. and then that person goes a little too far with taking it personal oh, yeah. and then now we're off and running and and now it, it, it is it, it, like after you go after both people go too far you look at each other and say I'll whoop your ass well I, now, I, you gotta I, come, I, now you got to come whoop some ass yeah. and, and Uncle Shay said I told him shit hey hey look I'll whoop your ass and he said then Ja came shit you don't want none he looked over at T and said shit Usher I'm about to make it burn in this motherfucker. Let it burn or whatever you want to call it in this motherfucking shit. Hey. <laughs> hey oh, my God. I feel like I've hit three or four of these rounds hey. with Dave where it starts, hey. you're just talking shit, and then next oh, thing yeah. you know, you, you're butting heads and, yeah, and you got to take in. It's, it's, yeah, it's, hey. it's like the the, the, the the shit talking gets Andy up and it gets a hey. tad bit more personal. I just want to say. The, T. the curse words get a little bit louder. Martin, my yeah. bad. Uh, <laughs> I said T. Martin, that's the quarterback. My bad, but um, T. Morant. T. Morant uh, I just want to say I'm glad because you would have been trading places with the motherfucking flow. Yeah, boy. That motherfucker Shannon Sharp was blocking real offensive linemen in his lifetime, and he yeah, still man. looked like he could do a, block a couple. Then, yeah. Hey, I, I don't even know Dylan Brooks. You too, my nigga. Like Shannon Sharp, really, really. Look, man, hey, Shannon Uncle like you. Is Uncle Shay Shay for a reason, yeah. man. Shay Shay, yeah, you, don't, you don't get caught on Shay Shay unless you could probably possibly whoop everybody by just grabbing their wrist 
Or their arm real tight and saying, Yo, you don't want this. Or the back of your neck. <laughs> that little, like, that, like that was all that was missing from that whole altercation with Shannon Sharp grabbing Dylan Brooks by the arm and saying, You don't want this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feel wrong with you. Because you see the look, the look back he gave you. The the over hey, shoulder look. No, hey, with, look. The, with, the, with the sweater caught again. Let me, let me uh, tell you something. If you ain't, I don't know what that's called. If your ass ain't grow up in the country, that look means her ass whooping is quickly Boy. coming by. Someone said that that's that look you get for your mom when you hit her heel with the grocery cart. Yeah. <laughs> that nigga Shannon Sharp look like saying, bro, I'm about to whoop everybody in this mother. Shannon Sharp like he was about to become the cat. Now nigga in this bitch whoop me. And everybody in the stadium would have said, Shh. Yeah, been quiet as a church <laughs> mouse. Pissing on cotton. Let me tell you something, man. Y'all better leave Uncle Shannon Sharp alone, for real. For they real. did. <laughs> Niggas ain't with no beef. <laughs> Leave that man alone before you be a subject on goddamn first take. I mean, not first nigga, take, uh, undisputed. That nigga Uncle Shay said, I'm in LA and there will be more than one regulator in this bitch. Warren G. Gonna... <laughs> All right, man. Look, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Let's go. Uh, get, let's get to the either or today, Russ. All right. Um, uh, so the either or we got for the day, man, is that to be flex. Uh, it's which is better? Uh, which one you rather attend? Uh, would it be a live basketball event or a live football event? So let's go ahead and lead off. Let's go with Chris for this one right here. I'd like it's an easy choice for me, but I feel like it's two different experiences. I feel like an NBA game is more of a reactive fan experience where you're you're cheering for plays that happened and and it's exciting and and the players do something you cheer. Where an NFL game, I fear, feel like it's more of an interactive experience where, you, where the fans have more impact on the actual outcome. You're cheering before the play. You're trying to make noise. You're trying to alter the defense. So for me, and with the violence, you can't be 80,000 people going nuts over a hard hit and, and a big play on defense. So I, I, the, the NFL has it for me all day long on, on this. But I, I do appreciate, and I have been to plenty of NBA games, and do like the experience, but for a completely different reason than why I like going to NFL games. What you got, Russ? Nah, for me, it's a basketball game, 100% every day, all day. Now, I will say I do agree um, the violence part is is a big factor uh, like I'll never forget the was a Maurice Claiborne against the Eagles when he made that hit and caused that fumble. You could hear that shit in Plano, like the stadium's in Arlington. By the way, you could hear that shit all the way through. So that that's live, but like there was nothing in the world, like I, there's nothing in the world that could compare to when I saw LeBron James play against the Mavericks live when he was in Cleveland. I think it was like in 2003. But like yeah, like a young young, ready to go LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's 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 a different experience to see humans that big move fast like humans that are small uh, when they fly through the air dunking even regular passes. <clears throat> besides the violence part of the part of the NFL game, besides the hitting, all of it. It's it's. I mean, of course, it's both are great experiences, but there's something about the the ten guys on the court. You don't really know like bas like basketball. You don't really know like what's gonna happen. Like football, like. You can you could kind of the game's gonna be the game, you know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna have your run plays, you're gonna have your pass plays, your sacks, and everything like, like you know, it's gonna happen. Only in basketball you're gonna see a guy that's like seven feet tall take that bitch ninety four feet and fly through the air and yam that bitch and then yell at everybody. And in the same token, you can see a guy that's six three come down and beat him down the court and do the same thing. 
You know what I'm saying? So like, I just think the the back and forth nature of a basketball, of, and this is what I'm talking about, like two good games too, like the back and forth nature of a basketball game compared to the back and forth nature of a football game. I mean, like game seven against the Warriors against the the uh, the the Cleveland Cavaliers, like on TV was probably was bogus. Like imagine what it would be to just have been up in that. Like you saw back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like I imagine the Bills and everything, and plus it's outside. So like if you go to a Bills game when it matters, like the AFC Championship last year, yeah, it was dope. But it's cold in the bitch. Like you know what I'm saying? No, like you're, you, you're so drunk and amped up, you don't feel that cold. Yeah, not if you're from Texas. If you're from Texas, you feel it all. Oh, yeah. and well, you're not supposed to feel that cold. But no, I just just for me, like even like watching like I, Paul Pierce, Tim Duncan, like watching these dudes who. KD, like it's it's different when you get to see a person of that size in like right there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 way different than watching it on TV. Like I know the speed of an NFL game and the violence, but nah, basketball players are something to behold when they step on that 94 feet and get to going. Not to be the white guy in the chat here, but uh, if we're talking playoffs included into the mix, playoff hockey. Well, I'm the, not. not the greatest, I agree. The greatest thing to be in the building. Yeah, you're not the white guy. Is. You're just the guy. And if anybody doesn't know, I've actually heard that, and I actually have not been, and I want to go so I can experience. But everybody I've talked to said that hockey is the best sport live that you can watch um, for so playoffs. Playoffs. So Eighty-two games. It can get. It can, there's some pretty well, cool games that can go on. But if it's if it's a, a an elimination game uh, or uh the, whether they're on the ropes or, or closing out a series it, it being in the stadium or the arena for that they is don't just fight in the playoffs. amazing yeah i can i can imagine they don't uh, fight in the playoffs though like that's rarely it happens yeah. yeah it happens every in the regular time. season right you know, oh, yeah. so like, i'll give you a perfect example so um the one year the sabers went to the the stanley cup finals the the first the first game of the series they were playing in the first round against um the freaking Philadelphia Flyers, and and the the defenseman for the Flyers is coming out of the, the their zone, coming across the blue line, and it was R.J. Umberger and freaking Brian Campbell, the, the defenseman for the the Sabers, came and caught him with the freaking greatest forearm shiver I've ever seen, and this guy was buried underneath the ice, just freaking done, and the the, the crowd, the entire environment, this was like thirty seconds into the first game of the playoffs, and fucking tone was set these dudes yeah. got swept and it was over the second that guy hit the ice it, it was just the most emotional impactful feverish crowd i've ever been been a part of in in my entire sports experiencing life you, you i'll say this think, you know like, what i think that is oh go ahead Bill. I'll, I'll say this like a, a lot i don't regularly watch hockey but i'll watch the highlights and um i'll watch a couple of little sports documentaries about hockey but this one uh uh, documentary I ended up watching, they had a story. They said their very first game in the franchise history. Uh, the owner went down to their, their 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 best defender and told him, he said, set the tone for this season. Uh, whoever, you know, this one guy is, as soon as the puck drops, drop your gloves. K- KO him. And they did that. He, like he said that as soon as they got down to their stance, he said something to him, the shit dropped <laughs> down. Huh, it was on. <laughs> and, then, wild. and then he said that that set the tone for their whole season and um that's time of his life yeah. getting beat up by a cop 
Like, no, hockey wild. Like, yeah. I'm gonna go stars. Like, if y'all make it, I'm hitting that over this year, bro. Yeah, hockey yeah. is hockey's a crazy, uh, a, a, a crazy, uh, crazy but, game to watch. Even like Russ, even when they had the, uh, the, the stampede in San Antonio, the, uh, yeah. the minor league hockey. Um, a lot of people would say, you know, it's a fun, it's a, a fun, fun experience. Event. It's but I think the experience. reason why I think the reason why is because it encapsulate it, it encapsulates both uh, what you get from the basketball game. Like the the close proximity is what makes a basketball game so live, and hockey gives you that with the violence. Because when I think about like you think about a live like NFL game and things of that nature, like yeah, those pro games are really dope. But if you've ever been to a a really packed high school game or really packed uh, college game, either either football or basketball. You can't sit there and tell me, like, the energy in a basketball game is different. Like, is yeah. different. When there's nobody around and you're at a street court, dudes be crowding the court watching people. Like, the crowd, it's just the energy in a basketball game is just spotlight on you. Ain't no helmet, bro. This is your like face. See we see you. you. We see you. You see, like... You're going eye to eye. Like when someone says you ain't shit and you hit that three and you're looking for them because you can look them right now and say, yeah, 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 it's you. You can't you have a face yeah, you no can't, yeah. And when you do something wrong, people are like, yeah, like they're on top of you. Like I went to a Butler game with Gordon Hayward right before he graduated. Shit was fucking crazy. It was just a regular ass season game. Like they was jumping that shit up against Evansville. That shit was fucking nuts. Like and we were on top of like the the game like and so that shit I think football games like the crowd affects the referees but more so in basketball games because they're on top of you like literally people are screaming and they're right here like it nah like I think I just don't know a live so, basketball game at a high level is is ridiculous. So I, I'll thing. go I'll go ahead and cast my vote. Um, since since this year I've I've actually been to, to both sports uh both sports games I've I've been to uh um. Uh, Houston Rockets in the uh, Texans game, and I've been to uh, the uh, New Orleans Saints game and um, versus the uh, the Bengals. Now, one thing I, I, I'll say is this: is that um, both football experiences were contrastingly different, but they had similarities. Um, the Saints game from the Texans game is completely different. Um, Saints much more louder, fans a lot more engaged. Um, you know, you can all, you know, you, I was, the difference was I was around a lot of Saints fans. Okay. And I was able to sit there and talk with the fans and, and, you know, see how, you know, those in, in stands conversations with people, uh, and they were very welcoming. Um, uh, exactly. Uh, Chris, there's nothing in the world like a Saints game. Um, very loud, very, very loud. Um, <laughs> very loud. yeah, very loud. Um, in contrast to a Houston uh, Texans game, whereas I went to go see when they played Kansas City Chiefs, it was more Kansas City Chiefs fans in there. And I know that the Texans have been doing great in that year and they were playing for a first round or first overall pick, but whatever. Um, fans were, were just kind of there. And I went to Texans games in the past and they were kind of the same. You know, fans are just kind of there, you know, they ain't really engaged. They're just there to watch the game, you know, and go on. It's like they could have been watching the shit at the house, kind of, sort of. Now, when I went to the Houston Rockets game, now, let me give Turn. you some context. It was on Filipino night. So, Turn. you know, they, they had a they had a full house. Uh, and 
how my boy Russ said it was it was it was very lively. You know, now we, we didn't have the interaction with the people uh in the stands everybody was kind of doing their own thing staking to themselves but um one thing i will say is this is that if you want to see celebrities and shit like that you go to a basketball game because for whatever reason this this houston texas uh no houston uh rocket season they haven't been playing well but they've been having celebrities there like basketball games are inside yeah and it's random it'll be like just a, a random weekday game just, we had we had uh fucking uh walter white and and uh it's, and jesse it's just better yeah i yeah. mean like nah like it's just better like when you when you wake up and something like all right, i got a homie he listens to like chris he like he he listens all the time mommy from houston he he has said i've listened to him talk sports go to events this whole like our entire 15 year friendship bro and I have one heard him say one time about one sport, and he went to see Kyrie Irving. And he said, "Oh my God, that shit was the best show I ever seen in my motherfucking life." I pay money to go see that motherfucker any night. I ain't never heard him say that about the Texans, the Longhorns, none of that shit. And he's told me like I love football, I love football. But when he went and saw Kyrie, he was like, "Nah, that shit was fucking pure entertainment." And I just think it's just like basketball is just one of the things that, like. Football, you see people do things that are very hard to do. Basketball, you see things that you never fucking do in your life. You could never in your life, most people do what, what these dudes are doing on the court. 360 windmills, dunking on people, step backs, all the shit that they do, putting this round ball in this hole. Like, nah, it's like, it's just different when you see it live. It's like, oh shit, that's why Steph Curry is like amazing to watch. You know what I'm saying? It's like, he shot that from how far? Like on TV, it looks one one way, but when you see him do it in real life, you're like, "Oh shit!" Like so I don't know, basketball is just different. Like live basketball is crazy. Yeah, I, and, and it's like you know the, the the experience I got from the basketball game when it was a weekday game. It wasn't really just a regular season game. Nothing, nothing. We we played the uh, it was a uh, the Utah Jazz. You know, Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> you know, it would nobody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no, uh, let me look at I can say let me say this though, because here's my retort to that. Like I understand I understand the Saints game is live, but you're talking to a person with that was at the first game at AT&T Stadium when it was called Cowboy Stadium, the hundred and ten thousand people. I was in that bitch. Like yeah. it was two thousand nine, I was in that hoe. Like a hundred and ten thousand people. That bitch was rocking. But can I tell you something really real? It was not as loud as when the Mavericks had a playoff game in the Reunion Arena against the Utah Jazz. Shit was not as loud, and I put that on everything. And I'm talking 110,000 people screaming in that bitch because the Giants are trying to beat us. But when that just brought back, you just you digging up memories, man. Like, um, and let's let's take this back to even a lower level from from pros to 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 even high school. So, um. When I was in high school, I seen uh, I was around two two pros play. I was around for whenever we played Vince Young in the playoffs, and I was around whenever uh, T.J. Ford was out here hooping. And I can tell you, when I went to the uh, the playoff game for Vince Young, it was it was a big big affair. Like it was, the city was out. Vince Young was their favorite son, um, and he whooped our ass in fashion. Now, it was loud, and it, it, everybody, yeah, it was loud. But to go to a Willow Ridge game and watch TJ Ford there, Bro. it was 
it was just like a whole different thing like nobody don't know what it means for whenever you you sit there and tj ford gets fouled he goes to the line and he goes to shoot his free throws and every free throw that gets sunk the whole home the whole willard side hell sometimes the whole stadium is yelling in unison swoosh bitch bro basketball games are different yeah when like, I tell you, when I tell you in two in two thousand two, I went and saw Chris Bosh in high school playing this like this is like big Dallas basketball classic they used to have, bro. No, like it was at reunion arena. That shit was crazy. It was the most insane shit I have ever seen in my life. Like basketball games for some reason, and it's the close proximity, and the and the and the fact that you can see. Like you can see, like the reason why Nick Anderson is affected is because you he, you can see his face when he was missing them free throws. Shaq said, "We can see you can't see that through a helmet." As a crowd, you can see, oh, we're affecting this dude. Like we, can, I can see it on his face. We can look in his eyes and see we fucking him up. And so you can't wear no visor in basketball. Like you can't hide from what it is. It is out here. Like you are in the middle, and everybody's on top of you. Like, I don't know. It's just something about that. And then to see people that rise above it is crazy, too. Like, it's just nuts. If we're, if we're talking about the fan experience perspective of this, then you have to include tailgating for football. Because nobody's showing up six hours early to a basketball game and having the time of their life and all. That's part of the experience. That's, that, that's but... part of going there and, 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 and going to the game. Dude, for 20 years, that was the best part of the, the, the football, football game yeah. in, in Buffalo was the tailgate. Yeah. So yeah, about Buffalo tailgate, that's a whole different world. Like I, re- I remember whenever I first met Chris and uh and Mike, and the one thing Mike said to me that stuck out uh about Buffalo's tailgate was he's like, I have so many stories about these idiots in Buffalo uh, at their tailgate. He says a lot of the stories he says I don't even want to repeat because it it makes me feel bad as a Bills fan. But when he tells some of the stories, I'm like that shit. It's amazing. Like you can't deny getting drunk with your people and getting yeah. live. Pre-game, pre-gaming is going to be live as part, but we're talking about the game. Yes. <laughs> when but, the game kicks off, because nothing fucking with tailgating, but nobody yeah. tells me. Yeah, but my state of mind when I'm in that stadium is a direct result of that six hours of time I put into getting ready for <laughs> so, that game. So, so what he's saying is that the six hours brings him. Oh, you, that, you, you see, if, you see people be lit before the basketball game. It's just it's just like basketball is like it's it's one of them things that people try to be uppity about. Like they go on the stadium, everybody sits down, you get ready to watch. But then the first time someone dunks that bitch and goes, ooh, everybody goes, ooh, shit, we in this. So you got to say something. Like it doesn't I, I matter would, who you root for. But when you see Steph Curry drain a three on somebody, you're going to look at who he drained at. But like, man, you got to do something. It don't know if you. It don't matter if you at the home or the away team. You gonna look. You could be rooting for the Warriors. You gonna be like, hey, hey, you gotta do something, nigga. I need just drain that bitch, like. And then the crowd gonna be like, oh, we talking, Ooh, and it just it's like a fucking fire. It just spreads, and all of a sudden, just thousands of people are on top of your head, just screaming, ah, oh! and then, yeah, and then you become a part of it. Oh, I need to hit a Mavericks game. Zion, you better play the fourth, my nigga. I mean, not the fourth, but the second. Two weeks from now, thirteenth, whenever it is, Zion, you better play. All right, man. So. All right, let's go ahead and get on over to our next subject. Uh, we're going to the NFL. Um, Russ, brother, uh, we're going to lead off with uh, Russ's uh, Love Him or Hate Him. Um, it's our new segment. Um, hopefully, uh, he keeps us going once we uh, get out the NFL season. I really like this segment, man. It gives you a, a good chance to kind of kind of showcase I, I the mean, shit, man. I, I, think, 
Yeah, I, just, I, just I, do I, basketball. I, like whenever yeah, we get I, out I, of football. I can find a way to do it for basketball. Yeah. Probably the Mavs or whatever. Okay. Oh God. See, this is y'all about to get hit with a two piece because after I get done, Chris gonna probably go off. Oh yeah. Like all right. So okay. The Cowboys, the team, I do love you. Dak Prescott, we got some motherfucking problems, cuz. Like, <laughs> I really, 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 and I, I want to start from, like, the top, because when you just try to have this argument, there's so many stupid motherfucking arguments that come back to you. Like, Dak fucked up the game. Well, who else you gonna get? That doesn't fucking yeah, oh, matter. Oh, I hate the who else you gonna get. It doesn't fucking too. matter who else oh we gonna fucking get. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that this nigga cannot win fucking football games when it matters for us in the playoffs. Like, really matters. At most Cowboys, and this is the worst part about it. You got to settle Cowboys, for this because it always could be worse. No, no, it could be. But if you worse, you could go for someone like Caleb Williams. We're not going to get into that. You know, like the guy said, I don't want to suck bad enough to be to get Jamar Chase. Well, I don't want to suck bad enough to lose in the second round every year. Like, if you go to the championship yeah, The man that said that had three cracks at DK Metcalf. So take it with a grain of salt. Uh, you know that, but I, I, so I love the team, but I'm very pissed off at about how people are, are some people are tackling what's wrong with the Cowboys. I've always, y'all know, I've been beefing with the fucking Jerry Joneses and the Stephen Joneses. I can't, they own the team. I can't get y'all suck. I don't know how I can say it, but y'all the problem, but y'all not fitting to leave. Now I do believe that Mike McCarthy did a good job. So I'm going to leave you alone. The defense I love y'all, bro. They shouldn't have left you out there to dry like that because I hate that it happened to you. As far as Dak Prescott's concerned, I already said it. You can't win games when it matters for us, so we need to do something about it. Um, to get to the crux of it so I don't take too much of the time because I can rant all day about this bullshit. I mean, my nigga, you threw a pick inside your own fucking 20. Then you got the ball back, nigga. You didn't do shit with it again. You had the ball like four opportunities to score. And even if we just get fucking field goals, that's still about 12 points. And y'all, could y'all please tell me, like, what's 12 plus What's twelve plus six? I mean, you trust in that kicker? To I kick mean, what's not 12 plus What? You trust in your kicker to kick field goals? I mean, obviously, yes, you got to trust in something, but you it's better than an INT. It's better than an INT. I'm no, but really. Like I'm like this this shit is this shit is crazy. Like you like I, I get the fact that we should be like, oh, pat him on the fuck patting that nigga on the back. Nigga, you gotta know. It's your fault. Like we lost our everybody was saying we didn't have enough talent. Amari Cooper left. It wasn't because of COVID. It was because of Dak. He said you're the black Kirk Cousins, and he was tired of it. He said, I would rather go to Cleveland, play in the cold with Jacoby Brissett, and I know I'm not going to the playoffs, but I'd rather do that than catch passes that look like punts from you, nigga. Like, and this is the horrible truth that we live in. And people want to say, what about the good games? He plays good against trash-ass niggas. Let's be honest. Like, I, the same thing I said about Brock Purdy when I was trying to pump up the team. Like, he ain't played no NFL defense like this, and he hadn't because they was on his ass. You know why they got them points? Because Dak gave them to him. Like, you can't sit up and throw these type of picks. And, I, and you look at the all 22. You look at the film, and you're like, okay, Dak, let's say Hut. You're staring down CD, and you see it's a cover three. That man's not open. Why are you late? One, no, not even why are you late. If you're late over there to the to the hook route, curl route, whatever you want to call it, the comeback, 
Why are you throwing it? You don't see the dude there. And if you look at the tape, the, everybody wants to talk about it. It was a horrible route. It wasn't a horrible route. He ran his route on time. And he sat there for a second and the ball didn't come. And then a second later, the defender got to push him out the way because Dak was late. If you look later in the game, he's eyeing down CeeDee Lamb. Fred Warner is shifting to that side of the field. You can see him coasting there. Like, once you said Hut, he starts running in that direction. T.Y. Hilton's running. I'm not a pro quarterback. Russell Johnson throws the interception, gets sacked, throws it to Fred Warner. Dak Prescott, you're supposed to throw a touchdown, nigga. Like, like that's how we have you. Excuses. Oh, Tony Pollard got hurt. I don't give a fuck. Niggas is running open. Throw it to them niggas. That's why we pay you that much money. Like, it is, and like that's why you get the clout. That's why you get all the shit you get is because you're supposed to be able to do this. And you can't. And we're supposed to sit here at the end of the season and say, it's okay. It's not. It is Dak Prescott's fault. He let the whole motherfucking city down. That defense was on point. That the Dak Prescott gave them the ball back on their own like 20-yard line and they kicked a field goal. What more do you expect? Like, you got C.D. Lamb going deep, and everybody talks about the catch he made. If Dak throws the motherfucking ball right, it goes far, and he fucking catches it in stride. Now I'm in this bitch looking like a Muppet because I'm pissed off because this motherfucker can't do shit correctly, and we got people out here. I'm sorry, Jay Tuck. I love what you tweet, but goddamn, bro. Stop coddling this nigga, man. Dallas Cowboy people, stop coddling this nigga, man. It is his fault. You got two options. You can either, one, surround this motherfucker with so much talent that he can't fuck up, which means you should have signed Odell Beckham and didn't put Gallup in a position to have to be a number two to get open when you know CD's having trouble off top. If you know your quarterback is Dak Prescott and he loves to throw the tight ends, get someone besides Don Schultz. Don Schultz, you are nice. You are cold. But you're not someone that a guy like Dak needs because Dak needs a fucking superstar. If he going to aim at his tight end that much, you need to have a tight end that gets open that much. Not a guy that has a possibility to bounce off his shoulder. He doesn't turn around quick enough. He can't get open like he needs to. That nigga ain't Jason Witten. And then listen, you, you need to go find one. Like, I'm, I'm like, it's, it's, it's baffling. And, and to the Cowboys ownership, I don't give a fuck about winning. Let's just be honest. As a fan, I suggest this to you guys after this rant, because I haven't ranted. I'm just giving y'all this now because I know how y'all feel. It's just entertainment for Jerry Jones. He's cashing the check. It doesn't fucking matter what we do. So, as I said last season, as I carried it through this season, watch, enjoy, but don't buy shit. Because until you pop them pockets, that shit ain't going to change. I'm, and, I, and Tony Parler got hurt. Zeke looking a little washed up. Um, I, I like I can point to all these different things, but the main thing that you look at at that game is number four. You let everybody down. You're a great human. You, you're a good man. You're probably a better person. All that shit. You're successful. But goddamn, in the words of Pat McAfee, when it's clutch time, God just sucks at football. God just sucks at football when it's time. Like, I, I, like I'm sorry. And then, so to close it, y'all want my two options? Fuck it. I'll throw them out there. The first one, I'll just say this. Get enough talent where he can't fuck up. Go sign Odell Beckham. Go find a tight end in free agency and go pay over Pam and sign him. Go find another wife. Put so many motherfucking weapons out there. It does not matter what the fuck happens. And my second one, and y'all can call me stupid. Y'all can say I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yada, yada, yada. But guess what, motherfucker? None of us know. You need to pick up your phone. You need to call them motherfuckers in the DMV. 
Baltimore area and say, hey, you don't want your guy. We don't want our guy. And we the only people that can offer you a guy that can make the playoffs and some picks to go with that shit. So go ahead and trade us, Lamar, because guess what? That nigga on the Cowboys wins that game. That nigga on the Cowboys changes the whole course of the entire fucking league because you now have the most popular quarterback after Patrick Mahomes on the most popular team in Evers of Evers of all time. And that type of momentum was a momentum that you could not stop with the likes of Def, with the likes of Diggs, with the likes of Parsons, with the likes of Law, with the likes of Doran Armstrong, with the cornerbacks Lou that got hurt. When you got Brown, that got hurt. Yeah, we was out there hurt, but you know who wasn't hurt? Dak. You know who played like trash? Dak. You know who let us down? Dak. You know who doesn't deserve any type of apologies or any type of sympathy? Dak. You know who needs to give some of his money back? Not Dak, because you deserve every penny, because you earned that boy. But you know what you didn't earn? A motherfucking playoff win to get us to the goddamn NFC Championship. And that shit motherfucking hurts, nigga. 30 years. My whole goddamn life. I've been waiting. And pointing and wishing and hoping and you can't deliver so get us someone else and if i hear another motherfucker say that tony romo wasn't better tony romo's best defense was number 15 bitch stop playing with me tony romo's 10 times better than this motherfucker and if he would have played his rookie year would have won the super bowl then stop talking about tony you old tony and it was a catch god damn it oh, <laughs> yes <laughs> All right. Play my motherfucking music, goddamn me. <laughs> All right, so uh, that was Scorch Earth from Russ. Uh, so look, man, we got a a special rant. Well, not really a rant. It's more of a, a open letter to the to the Buffalo Bills. Always start as an open letter, and we know it's about to be a rant. <laughs> yeah, it is. So see, it's gonna, have, well, it's gonna start calm like mine, and then the passion gonna bleed out like the Christ. Well, we got to make this one good <laughs> because the last one Chris did, we couldn't get it. And it was gold. So here, here, here's the thing. I, I don't think a rant is justified at this time. I think the, I think the situation is too serious that a rant becomes too entertaining and and gets lost in the shuffle. I've ranted. I've vented about this team. I've I've watched us go down the tracks towards a fucking train wreck, and everyone called me a madman forever. Um, uh, like. The, the, the writing's been on the wall. I, I don't want to get into the rant because I, I, can, I can just go off and shoot from the hip on all this. I, I want to be methodical because this is a methodical problem that is redundant and continues to come about. So I'm sorry, Bill's Mafia, but the black pill is the only pill you're, you're getting offered here because there, there is, there, there's no other option. It's cold, hard reality, the truth. You either see what the problem is, much like Dak, and deal with it, or you continue to fucking stand on the hamster re- wheel, and don't be surprised when in 12 months from now, you're in the same fucking spot again. So, let me deal with the fucking bleeding hearts first. The, the positivity clowns. You can't be negative. You gotta support the team no matter what. Why are you being negative? This is why I'm being fucking negative. This is why I'm being negative all goddamn year. Because it would... It, it was written on the wall in blood. In Fucking blood. blood, man. This is where the season's headed if we continue to keep this asshole in charge. <laughs> and nobody wanted to hear it. Nobody wanted to hear it. Oh, oh, Damar. Damar got hurt. Everybody was fucking exhausted. They were emotionally trained. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. You know why? Because this wasn't year one. This wasn't the start of the window. This is the fifth playoff loss 
that came from coaching incompetence. Every single one of them. Everyone, oh, he got to the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. He got to the playoffs with Tyrod Tyrod was loaded with freaking weapons to start with. All went on and, and did great everywhere else. And what did they do when they got to the playoffs against fucking Doug Marone, of all people? 10-3, to three, they lost and wet the bed. Didn't show up. What, what did we see six years later with Cincinnati at home? Shit the bed. Didn't show up. Complete lack of energy. The same problem. That's not a DeMar problem. That's not a this season and the adversity problems. That's ingrained <laughs> you for fundamental <laughs> problem. What did we see in Houston? A 19 nothing collapse. Why? Why? Because we started coaching scared. We, we, we acted like little bitches. And freaking down we go. Uh, what do we see in the first KC game? Let's kick field goals against, against Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. That'll go great. Excellent. The next year. Oh, it took us to the fourth quarter to realize we're in a goddamn shootout. Luckily, we got Superman for the day, and he's going to go ape shit. Oh, you can fuck that up too? Of course you can. That should have been the line in the sand. That should have been, well, we've seen this story four times. This asshole's clearly out of his elements. And I'm way off book here. It's rant time. I didn't want to get there, but we here, here we are. Yes, <laughs> yes, we are here. What everyone everyone was so furious last season with the 13 seconds thing, 13 seconds thing, and then they 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 wash it all over. Oh, that we learned from it. We learned all the cliches, man. This How much can shot, you learn? I'm this, sorry, but I'm sorry. They say the same thing down here. We learned. Nigga, we learned shit. We learned to lose. It's the, same, it, it's the same mistakes. It's the same mistakes. The dude's kicking field goals. But just like the Monday night game that, that got washed out, Bengals go right down the field, opening possession, touchdown, no resistance. We come right back down the field, get it in the red zone, fourth and short. Let's kick field goals here. Again, because we've got a defensive coach that's in total denial of when his defense can't stop the offense, which is in the playoffs for a kid. So, oh, let's kick the field goal. And then what happens? Then now we're down freaking 10 points and it's fourth and fucking two. And they've already proven they can go up and down the field at, at will on you. And everyone in the entire world knows if you kick this ball back to, to Joe Burrow right now, he's going to go right down the field and you're going to be down 17 points. And that's all she wrote. Fourth and two. Boop. Punts it away. 10 minutes later, the ball's in her end zone again. This, this man coaches. Like he doesn't understand who his quarterback is. That his quarterback is one of the best in the league. And you can argue what layer of, of level that Allen is, but you you have your horse. He's your stallion. He's your freaking team. You coach around giving the game in his hands, not your freaking defense's hands. Nobody gives a shit about your defense. You oh, top defense every single year, top defense every single year till the playoffs come because you lump up on these fucking meatballs on, on, on your roster. And then, oh, oh, we, we coasted through the regular season on nothing but talent. And then the playoffs come where everybody's got talent and the difference is coaching. And what happens? Oh, we're outgunned. We're outclassed. We're outcoached. Not one, not one of these people fucking anywhere in Bill's Mafia can tell me one strategic value that they think, advantage that they think McDermott brings to the field. Not one. Not, like, he's real good at how he uses clock management or timeouts. Or I see him take a guy off to the side and talk to him and, and, and get him back and focused on the I'm game. Sorry. I'm There's sorry, not... but if, if you ask somebody, what do you do good as a coach? I said, the guy call timeouts. <laughs> That's how low the bar is. That's how low. The guy uses his timeouts correctly. I call timeouts right. 
It's a low bar that about 40% of the NFL coaching uh, cannot cross. It's well, unbelievable. There's the guy in, uh, in, in uh, with the Broncos. What was his name? Um, Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett, because he couldn't timeouts well. Couldn't call no. timeouts well. So no. here's what <laughs> here's, and, 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 and the problem is all of these people are so traumatized by the drought. Oh, we went 20 years without the playoffs. We went 20 years without the playoffs. You get rid of McDermott. It's going to be right back to another playoff drought. You fucking idiots. We didn't have a quarterback for 20 years. Revolving door. No NFL caliber quarterback. You've got freaking Allen. You stand a scarecrow up on that sideline, and I promise you Allen's still winning 10 games off of talent alone. So now you have to bring something to the table above and beyond what I already know Allen can do with a fucking scarecrow. And you can't do it. You can't cross that bar. You can't add one little advantage to my team that makes us better with, with you on the field. Instead, you're a fucking albatross. My quarterback now has to beat the other team, beat the refs, and he's got to beat your ass. And, and that, that, that's just too – there's not enough margin of error in the playoffs to be able to be beating three three opponents every single time. It, it – Here's, here's the statistic. I'm going to get back on book here because there's important information that that, that, that I, I do want to be communicated. There's a place we're going. Do you guys know how many coaches in NFL history have made it to five playoff losses without a Super Bowl appearance? Now, you got right answers without even saying anything. Yeah. It's fucking zero. <laughs> Nobody keeps an asshole around that's just get, getting fucking kicked aside every season. Like... Well, well, we went 13 and three. We went 13 and three. That's great against pop cans. And we almost choked away half those fucking games too. If Allen didn't save the day, like the mistakes are there in the wins too, but people only see the record at the end of the season. No, that's true. That's true. There's two fucking (laughs) factions in Buffalo. There's football fans who goddamn love the bills. And there's Buffalo fans who root for the bills. They don't know shit about football. They don't care about football. They're just happy that people are talking about Buffalo. <laughs> can't stand them. And every single one of them, all the, we can't we can't get rid of this coach and chase after greatness because look what happened in the past. We were losers forever. It, 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 it's mind-numbing. So, yeah, no, no but we're going to do this for a sixth time? Yeah, we're, we're going we're, we're to keep this asshole for a sixth time? And, 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 and it gets even better now because – so. Before I get to the, the outlook, I, I, I want to wrap up freaking the, the McDermott. So do you guys know who Tyler Dunn is? No. no. Tyler Dunn is a, um, a, a sports journalist. He writes for The Athletic, and he writes for golong.com or something like that. He's got an article out there that uh, like the headline is called Shaw McDermott Cowers in the Playoffs Again, with, with again in parentheses. And it's a fucking dissertation on how Sean McDermott is the 21st century's Marty Schottenheimer. Right down to the fact that this dude Pat and Sean Ball and freaking even Peter King and everybody start, starting to run with Damn. him. He, he is Marty Schottenheimer. The dude rest, just rest in peace, doesn't have it. Yeah, Marty used to win a lot of games. Bro, and couldn't Marty will always yeah, always go to the AFC Championship uh, Bro, and it, round. And it, but you know what he got to? You know what he got to? The fucking conference championship game. Yeah. Dak. So, Dakota, <laughs> Mike Florio put out a thread that just eviscerated McDermott and, and how gutless he is in all of these key situations and with his decisions. There, there's a screenshot going around from the game. It's third and four. Third and fucking four for the Bengals. Trey White is eight yards off of, off of his guy, 
and the other three corners covering wide receivers are off the fucking screen. You can't even see them on screen. They're, they're playing so far back in the snow on third and four. Well, like, you, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to understand fundamentally there's problems here. <laughs> so the biggest problem that we have is because we were dysfunctional for 20 years and desperate little bitches at the ball, freaking, and we were just happy that we got a coach that didn't piss on himself. What did we do? Oh, oh, Mr. Sean McDermott, you, you took us to the playoffs at nine and seven. It's the greatest accomplishment in the history of Western New York. So please, sir, hire your new boss to be the general manager. That can't oh. possibly ever blow up in our face. It doesn't basically make you king for life because the general manager is never going to fire the guy that hired him for the damn job. So now, now we've got a, a general manager with a big fucking blinder on his face that can't see the, the glaring neon sign uh, in front of the building. This guy ain't it. This guy ain't it. And, 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 and we can, we like, I can do a whole nother rant on Bean at this point. I used to freaking love this guy, but he's off, he, he's off the rails and, and it's an entire episode on itself. But we got to touch on the 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 end of season wrap up press conference where everyone's all over Twitter like Bills Mafia is just fucking cannibalizing itself over over all of this shit because so many people finally realized it's the coaching staff and then there's just the the freaking morons oh, but the drought the drought we can't ever get rid of this guy because of the drought so that's these true two, though the, drought fans drought fans shut up. Cause it's 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 better to suck, and and be sold on the hope of the draft than it is to be there and lose, and all, and not there and lose and be like we almost had it, but there and lose and no, like damn, like we ain't doing shit with this squad. First of all, like this is far as stop we go. looking backwards like fucking losers. Only losers look backwards. This is the team we have now. This is where we're trying to go ahead of us. What is stopping us from getting there? Not what is holding us from sliding back to there. Because that's where you're going to go if you're too busy looking backwards there. You're going to end up right back there. And they're determined to do so. Here, here's the other wonderful bullshit of this entire equation. There were eight teams in the playoffs going into this weekend. Guess how many of them dragged an archaic defensive coach into the, into the game as their head coach? Raise your hand if it's fucking Buffalo Bills. So you better goddamn well have the best defense out of those eight teams there, right? You're like every first round pick for, for since you've been around has been invested into the defense. Every top pick, every free agent, everything's been about your precious fucking defense that's at the top of the regular season standings every single year. Oh, you gave up 24 to the 27 to the Bengals, and the Bengals like felt bad for DeMar and stopped scoring because they knew they didn't need any more points. So I'd give the Bengals 40 on, on generosity in that game if they really needed it. You, you gave up freaking 43 or 45, whatever it was, to the freaking Chiefs last year. You gave up 41 to the Chiefs the year before. You gave up 34 to the fucking Dolphins last week with a third-string quarterback. Damn. Dude, all your assets, all your, your expertise is on defense. What are we getting for it? Nothing. Nothing. And at the same time, we've got Allen over here that's just fucking making it up as he goes along. He's Brett Favre without Mike Holmgren. Whatever. Woo! Rocket balls for everybody. Freaking, we got this. Nobody's over we there. Got, we got this. <laughs> Nobody's over there talking to him when he comes out of the sidelines. 
No more rocket balls, please, Josh. You want to settle it down a little bit? Getting that motor running right in that freaking sweet spot where, where he's consistent and he's hitting his peak, but he's not freaking having these wild swings of what are you getting? Gunsling. Nah, nah. Let's fucking let him, let him wheel and deal with it. Freaking. <laughs> breathe. Breathe. Yeah, breathe. So breathe. <laughs> all season long, it's become apparent that they don't have enough weapons that they've surrounded Allen with. Uh, Stefan Diggs is already getting old now, but hey, you know, psychopaths wanted Justin Jefferson over, over Stefan Diggs. But hey, he's 30, he's pissed off, he's angry, and he knows his coach is a bum. That situation's going to keep getting better. Um, he knows his coach is a bum. Gabe Davis, it, who knows? Who the fuck knows who's showing up when Gabe Davis puts a uniform on every single week? Freaking, it, it, it could be the second coming of James Lofton, or it could be fucking Featherstone. You don't know what you're getting. And then we don't even we don't even suit up an offensive line anymore. Why? What do we need an offensive line for? Let Let's just give the ball to Josh and and, and see what he does with it. These guys roll out a bunch of backups and, and and fucking bums off the practice squad because they got so many injuries, and we don't even sniff their quarterback. Allen Allen can't even get to his drop back on a on a three man rush. It, it's fucking mind boggling. Yeah, it's true. And then 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 no then, then, so okay, we need more weapons. We we need we need freaking an offensive line, and we've got a coaching problem. And oh, by the way, we're way the fuck over the salary cap. So what are these two morons come rolling out there for the post game press conference doing? So guys, you know that fucking Demar situation. Woo, boy, was that a bummer, huh? Well, you know we're just gonna run it back because you know we don't really have a lot of cap space, and you know we're probably not gonna resign Jordan Poyer. And Tremaine or Tremaine Edmonds is probably uh, gonna walk and go to the oh, Dolphins, but you know we got a lot of faith in, in the people that we have in this room that something's gonna suddenly be different and better next season because because Demar didn't get hurt next year, freaking so so we're just gonna we're just gonna run it back with a little less resources than we have this year and, and see how it figures it out. But but don't worry, don't worry guys because fucking Bills. Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, has a message for the front office and Josh Allen about what it's going to take to get to the Super Bowl. This fucking guy knows, right? He's proven he's got it all figured out. Hey, everybody but me, I've got it all figured out on what you guys need to do to get us to the Super Bowl. Fucking piece of shit. You know what's, you know what's worse? You know what's... Oh, God. God. Yo, so we're, we're, currently, God. We're, we're currently third best team in the AFC behind the Bengals and Chiefs. And now we're going to regress and keep the same... Gen- degenerate coaching staff do you, do you guys know who fucking dick Duran is do you know who dick Duran is yeah i remember dick Duran. Yeah, yeah old skeletor face dick Duran was the bottom <laughs> oh, of the barrel freaking coaches during the, the drought mcdermott oh, is literally a clone of dick dick Duran. the only fucking difference is he's got an actual quarterback that's it that, that that's the only difference between well sean mcdermott I mean, and dick Duran. one of those we we got a quarterback. We don't got one in Dallas. Oh, well, we thought we had one. He took his makeup off. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's what Dak Prescott is. Oh, shit. He's the chick you take home. It looks fine. But then in the next morning, the makeup's gone. You're like, oh, no. Dak Prescott, <laughs> Dak, Dak Prescott is the quarterback version of, of Sean McDermott. And here's what they both have in common. <laughs> you can coast your way through the regular season on talent. And not even 
Dak's talent or Sean's talent, but just your overall general talent in the NFL. You can like, if you got enough decent talent, you can win 10 plus games off of talent alone. True. But everyone that gets to the playoffs in a fucking watered down league with a bunch of bottom feeders in it has talent. Now what separates this talented team from that talented team? Uh, Strategy, X's and O's, coaching, decision makings in the moment. Quarterbacks that don't throw picks. Quarterbacks that don't throw picks. Scheming (laughs) your guys open because you actually built a game plan around this team you're playing this week and not just fucking spinning the Rolodex of plays and saying, let's go with that one. You asking Madden, Chris? Yep. You asking Madden? No schemes. No <laughs> schemes. Completely designed to this. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching Zach Taylor come out here and run circles around McDermott. There's clearly things schemed and designed directly to take advantage of the stuff that the Bills do and the coaches' tendencies and and, and freaking uh, uh, biases. And, and then you got all these people. Oh, if you get rid of Sean McDermott, who, who are you gonna get? Who are you gonna? Are you fucking kidding me? You get rid of Sean McDermott, and this is the most coveted coaching job in all of professional sports. You got a team that's ready to win now. You got a generational talent that gives you more toys to play with than any other quarterback in the entire fucking sport, including Mahomes. Mahomes is great, but he's a pure passer. Allen, you can do all the damn things with you got running plays for quarterbacks. You got fucking long balls for quarterbacks. Get the whole goddamn bag of tricks out there. Anybody, any offensive genius mind in the game would love to come and take over this team. Instead, they're all fighting to take over the Texans and have to build the whole damn thing up to, to the ceiling. Here, it's ready to go. They just need someone that's got their freaking shit in order. Does Josh Allen like Dallas? <laughs> got, dude, I can't stand Mike McDaniels. You guys have heard me talk shit about Mike McDaniels all season long. I take well, I Mike love, McDaniels I over. Love, I love Mike McDaniels because Mike McDaniels made me right, Chris, because I did say that the Dolphins would finish second in y'all's division. And I, they I would. They, they, come on. They finished second by a field goal. That no matter. They would have been in fourth. Hey, and their quarterback brain was playing boggle. So, but hey, it, they it, made it through. <laughs> if you put a coach like Zach Taylor or, or Mike McDaniels or any of these, these young hotshot offensive minds – with the Bills, that no one's to go for it. They know when their their fucking defense is is, is invisible today, and the quarterback's going to have to step it up and, and extend some drives. And so they so they they judge their fourth down calls accordingly. You do that, the Bills are un freaking stoppable. The only person that beat the freaking Bills four times this year is Sean McDermott. You know, four times told, he beat the Bills. When you said all that, I was like, damn, our defense never let us down, and we still lost. Man, fuck that damn nigga. Are you hear all these problems they got in Buffalo? Yeah, none of these problems. It's you. So it's you. here here here's it's not us, it's you. Here's the the the, the well spoken reality of it that's not a rant. There's different kind of teachers in this world. There's a lot of teachers that can help people go from bad to good. Just cleaning up basic mistakes, lack of organization, lack of discipline, sloppy, nobody's willing to tell you the truth. All of those little things, just being competent and not pissing on yourself like the last five guys did can help take a team from bad to good. That doesn't mean you can take a team from good to great. There are tons of people who can teach and take a team from good to great, from, from bad to good, but there are a few teachers who can go from good to great. Because in order to go from good to great, you have to have actually fucking been there before to know what it takes to do so. Or at least been within the... 
You're not making me feel no better because Mike McCarthy been there and Dak, you still gotta do it. Like nigga, damn. Dude, <laughs> what, what we got? I don't want to. I don't. I, I don't want to crack the, the 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 fucking in, invisible glass ceiling for you here, bro. But guess what? Mike McCarthy is the Sean McDermott. He he literally yeah, is. He's he won. the, he's he the offensive version of Sean McDermott. He won, but he got lucky and won one. It was a freaking anomaly Him with what Aaron. many people say is the greatest quarterback to ever yeah. play the game for and four you know fucking what? years. Aaron Rodgers ain't done shit without him. Like, he rolled the four, and Aaron Rodgers rolled the three. And together they said, ha, seven <laughs> <laughs> on the come out. You know what I'm Listen, saying? So like, Mike, Mike McCarthy is literally Sean McDermott's future. He might accidentally get lucky and ride Allen's coattails and win a Super Bowl, but he's not going to sustain a fucking dynasty off of his great coaching in the playoffs. He's going to fluke out and win one Super Bowl, and then he'll be on to his next team. That's my nightmare scenario, is the Bills taking an entire fucking dynasty and boiling it down to one Super Bowl, and everyone being like, oh, Sean McDermott's the greatest coach ever because he bought us a Super Bowl. No, no, he got fucking lucky. That's kind of what happens. <laughs> well, yeah, but when you have when you have superior coaching with a superior quarterback, you get a dynasty like what you saw in New England, like what you see when a team wins two Super Bowls back to back, or 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 three in five years, or or these these little mini I dynasties. Mean, what That's what think? happens when watch great this, coaching watch, meets watch this, great quarterbacks, this, like you see in Kansas City. No, no, <laughs> no, because they don't have the coach right. That he's literally he's literally. I'm the oldest cheeseburger, Andy man. I don't know. He is he is the same thing as McCarthy and McDermott. He's li- listen. Andy Reid is a, an unbelievable offensive mind, but he is just as bad as they are with the game day management stuff. Yes, the the timeouts, the reviews, the when to go for it on fourth down, all of this stuff that is literally your responsibility alone on game day. He's just as dumb as the rest of them. Man, it. God and, bless fools and babies. And, <laughs> ask any ask any Eagles fan that was old enough to be around for the for the late nineties and the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they yeah. ran Andy Reid out of town before they hung him in the streets. But, but and but, that's that's McDermott's future. But they was out there with Fred Mitchell though and Todd Pinkston. Hey man, you don't talk bad about fourth and uh, uh Fred. All right, well they People was out there with Todd Pinkston. Say something good about Todd Pinkston. He should have won. He should have won at least one <laughs> Super Bowl with good. the Eagles. <laughs> And he should have more than one Super Bowl already with Mahomes. He's he's literally the I got lucky, had superior talent and the best quarterback in the game, and and they overcame me fucking it up. If that's she, that's what happens when these quarterback these these coaches win one Super Bowl with all of this talent in the world. They got they, lucky that they didn't get in the they, way one time. And they would look at you and say, "If should could, and if it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk, baby." I just gotta rock the ring of God. But you know who's <laughs> not gonna get a ring? Fucking Dak Prescott, because you let us down. Look, yeah. man, I'm gonna so, say this. Yeah. Well, do you know? Do you know why? Do you know why they lost Brian Dabble? Because Brian Dabble yeah, was the only Brian person Dabble. in the building that saw McDermott for what he was. Yeah, he was the best coach in the fucking building. And dude, look at this. He gets to the same level in the season. He gets to the divisional round with Daniel freaking Jones and who the fuck knows on the Cowboys. Oh, I know who. Isaiah Hodgins, one of our outside receivers that we groomed for three fucking years and then just let's sit on the freaking practice squad because we had to protect touchdown and Jesus. he brought that motherfucker in and said, I know what you got. <laughs> Jay Kumaro. We, 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 we couldn't risk Jay Kumaro going to the practice squad because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers loves Jay Kumaro. He'll take him from us. So we just dump Isaiah Hodgins out the back door and, and he goes off in, in the giant. Land, 
But dab, dabble is literally the proof in the pudding that that your coach either holds you back or makes the difference in, in, into your advantage. And McDermott held his team back from getting to farther than he should have. Dabble elevated his team and got him farther than he should have. And we met in a fucking middle because guess what? We're two ships passing in the night. Ours is fucking <laughs> sinking and his is freaking rising. Oh, no, fuck that. Giants ain't going to know it. No, fuck that. And no. so no. as for the comment here on Ken Dorsey, Ken, fucking ten, Ken Dorsey's an empty suit. He might as well be the scarecrow as far as I'm concerned. He's, Damn. He's not, he's not scheming anything that's getting guys open, anything like that. He's not fucking helping his offensive line with the blocking and stuff. But the problem is those things don't matter when I can't even get a timeout right. Like, the amount of times Sean McDermott called timeouts that didn't need to be called and then hurt positive plays for his yeah. team because the play happened. And, oh, 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 guy fucking 40 yards away, called timeout. Oh, wipe out that eight-yard gain. Yeah, it was it was one play. It was, what, uh, fourth and um, – I think that was uh, – that might have been the uh, Dolphins game, but I remember. Yeah, it was a Dolphins game yeah. where they got two can I say one thing? down mm-hmm. because can, of McDermott. Can, can I say mm-hmm. one thing? Dak, you ain't have to deal with none of this shit. <laughs> he said you, Dak, you ain't deal with none of this. You hear all these problems? Like you do none of it, like n- none of it at all, and, and, and none of it at all, and none of it at all. And you look worse. And it's just worse. There's no, there's, <laughs> there's no hope. Houseway, like how, how there, are you there's no that? hope for this getting better before it gets a lot worse, because everybody's still all in on McDermott. They they all think he's the Messiah and, and, and the Savior on on all this stuff. It doesn't matter how many f- games he fucks and pisses away. He keeps winning them off the field Super Bowls. Everybody loves and laps up those cliches in Buffalo. Nobody loves cliches more than more than freaking Buffalo does. But they then they'll, they'll sit there and puff out their chest. We're the realest people in the country. Just don't give us that hard truth. <laughs> Just don't give us that hard truth. <laughs> All right, man. Um, ah, but, playoff playoff teams predictions after you lose. Yeah, mm. yeah <laughs> look at the outlook. Bright skies and sunshines and rainbows. This motherfucker. All no right. cap. A coach that hired the GM and freaking no offensive line and no weapons for a franchise quarterback. Watch this. We got a cap. We got money. We got an owner that has money. We got a GM that knows the players, and we got a scout that knows the players. We got talent. We got a top five defense. Our quarterback can't play in clutch moments. Goddamn, you know nigga! Welcome to Dallas. Son. You, know, you know what else? You know what else you're gonna have in the next? You run it back. Huh? You know what else you're gonna have in the next two seasons? What is that? Two digs. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> I hope. But that goes along with my plan. Give Dak so many weapons, like the nigga can't shoot, so give him a bomb. Just. <laughs> Stefan's fe- Stefan's fed up, and I'm uh, and I love to see I it. Hope. I, I, I wish he'd just say it, say the, just break the elephant right out of the room in front of everybody. You're the fucking problem, bro. We've all played football our entire lives. We all play Madden. We all know when you're being a gutless coward on fourth down. Freaking, like, you can sit here and, and tell all the fans, all the people, all you want, we're going to learn from this. We are who we are when you lose the last game of the season. We all see through it, bro. The fucking emperor has no goddamn clothes. In closing, in closing, for those whose teams lost, shit, look at us. We all in the same fucking pit of despair. For those that teams won, man, fuck you. We gonna watch though. All right. So, on that subject, man, let's go ahead. And, uh, we have the conference championships uh, lined up uh, on Sunday. It is the 49ers taking on the Eagles. 
uh, which Vegas has the Philadelphia Ooh, Eagles at 2.5 favorites, uh, and the Bengals taking on the Chiefs, which Vegas has as an even push. So, um, you know, no really odds there. So, uh, do with that as you wish. I got the All Bengals. Right. I got the Bengals and the Eagles. Can I? Can I? Now, now we're talking about. Billy, these other you teams. still trash, but y'all gonna win. Now we're talking about these other teams. I need to get one little mini rant out here on this too. <laughs> all right. Fuck the Bengals, man. Fuck them hard. First of Whoa! all, hold up. First of all, and it's not even for the reason you think, because there's a very, they're very good reason to say fuck the Bengals right now, and I actually love that part of what of what they did. But it's the other part that fucked the Bengals. So you know how these guys had to get themselves amped up to beat the fucking Bills. You know what they're bragging about through the whole game and twisting the knife and shouting about as they were heading back into the locker room and all this happy horse shit. Have fun refunding those pre-sold tickets to Atlanta. Hey, that was fucked up though. They shouldn't have sold them tickets. Stop. Come on. No, they sh- hey, no, they you are so much tickets. more intelligent than that. Every Bro, they shouldn't have sold no, the tickets. Stop. stop. Stop, Russ. Every single team in the league sells playoff tickets until the second they're in the playoffs. The fucking Jaguars were selling championship round tickets. But, but, but they let it get out. Dude, that's not a secret. That's just how the freaking ticket office works. It's not a secret, but it's literally how the ticket office works. No, but it's, it's not a secret, but it's one of those things that's like, everybody that buys tickets for those events kind of sits back and is like, I bought my tickets, I hope we win. Those people that stand down and say, I bought these bitches and we're going to win. Your team always loses. As somebody that bought a flight to Atlanta freaking and had to eat the ticket cost, thanks again, fucking Sean. Sucker. <laughs> freaking, like, I, I, I fucked it up. Everybody, everybody does. But here, here's, here's the reason that many other people have decided fuck the bangles that I actually like because serves you right for being a bunch of bitches, Buffalo. Freaking Eli Apple decided to fucking go off on Bill's Mafia for the he last three days NFL. straight. He's been dragging Bill's Mafia left and right. You know what he started with? Started it with? He tweeted Cancun on three with the fucking oh, Lamar Hamlin. Heart. Hey, he's he. Hey, no, he's the Pat Bev of the NFL, and I love it. Try Eli. Everybody in all the Giants fans like, man, you fucking suck, and he just keeps being a part of a winning team. <laughs> I love that nigga, man. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Ghost. Ghost, you are a funny motherfucker. You only say that because a lot of LSU motherfuckers on that team. And because he's like you, he likes the Saints. Y'all motherfuckers. He's a good y'all people. Love affection with Drew Brees. Hey, man. You know what Drew talk Brees did? Drew. One, I'm not. You know what I'm here to talk bad about? Dak, Dak Prescott. Prescott. I already did. I'm not going to feel no. And I hope this negativity fuels you, nigga. Like, look at me. I hope it fuels you. I hope you get so mad you want to prove somebody wrong, and you know I hope you do it. And fucking Baltimore. I don't care if you win a Super Bowl somewhere else. It's not going to be here. That star is too bright. You can't see in front of you, nigga. You <laughs> who, just, you... Who's the Super Bowl pick at this point? I got the Bengals, straight up. Versus? Eagles. Eagles. I'm going to go with – I think – you know what? I'm going to go – look. If – I'm gonna go with Pat Mahomes is hurt, so I got to rock with with the Bengals. I don't think Pat gonna get it done with the Bengals, so I got the Bengals advancing. But I got the 49ers upsetting the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know why. It's just I feel it, and I think that 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 49er defense is gonna match up well 
and they're they're really going to respond um um and they're going to they're going to they're going to step up to the challenge of Jalen Hurts. Lamelo, I would LeBron, love to see Jalen. It's fitting end to this conversation. I, I would love to see Andy Reid choke away another Super Bowl win to his former team. That would be actually pretty good to watch. Um, I don't want to see the Philadelphia Eagles win shit. Uh, <laughs> but I do think that they're good enough to get there. I just after watching that game last week in all seriousness, I just don't think that there's a way Brock Purdy makes it past two top defenses like that. I just I saw him play, they got 19. And Dallas should have had about 20. You know what I'm It'll saying? It'll be interesting so, to see how Brock Purdy does on the road. And that's not hating Brock Purdy. I don't think in the, he's in the playoffs. I don't think he's trash. I just think that you could tell the difference between the defense he saw last week and then this defense that he's going to see next week may even be better. You know what I'm saying? So I just think mm-hmm. it, I think at some point it gets too much. But hey, it might be Kyle Shanahan's time to coach his way up. All right. Well, the only thing we gotta do is just gotta wait and see. Uh, Super Bowls in February, am I not mistaken? It's in February, right? Um, February fourth, I believe. February fourth. No. Oh, no, 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 not February fourth. Yeah, shit. I think it's like the twelfth. Week after, yes, week after. Yeah, we. Um, so yeah, so um, Super Bowl will be then. So we will have to watch and uh, find out. But we will be covering the uh, the uh, road to the Super Bowl and then on. Um, in our uh, future shows, but uh, we will wrap it up here because I have to get to the emergency room. Uh, so <laughs> this is yeah, yeah, sir. this is uh, this has been another episode of Sports Sushi. If you are tuning in and you would like to listen to us, like I said in the beginning, um, if you tune in uh, through Facebook, it's under a uh, Gratwick Podcast Network. If you go, uh, or is it Gratwick Enterprises? Sports Sushi um, under the Gradwick Podcast Network. Um, and we are available on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and uh, no, we're not on IG. Um, but don't forget to like and, yes, subscribe. and subscribe. And we are on IG. Yes, we are on IG. is uh, Sports underscore Sushi. We are on Twitter at Sports Sushi, uh, all one word. You can f- follow uh, our other co-host, Sterling Furlow, at Sterling Furlow. Uh, on all forms of social media, you can find me at uh, DJ Slow Boogie with the I N E, not a Y, on Twitter, Snapchat, SoundCloud, Instagram, and Twitter. Where you at, Russ? Where you at? Where you at? You already know what it is. It's me. It's Russ J. You can find me on Twitter at RL at RL Climb SP, or just type start, start typing in Sports Plug Russ. I'm gonna pop up with a three at the end. Uh, and you can find my IG at Sports Plug Russ, kind of like what you see at the bottom of the screen with a dot in the middle of it. But other than that, hey, search, find, subscribe, hit the like button, hit the bell, all that good shit, because we around to give you the shits. All right, what you got for us, Chris? Where they can find you at? You bleeding hearts can send your hate tweets to Graphic gra- Films. Fuck. <laughs> I don't want no hate tweets. If you send me hate tweets, I'm going to send you back pictures of Tina popping that ass. As my bio says, I tweet you how you tweet me. <laughs> All right, man. My bio says, my bio says you block, I win. So if you tweet me, just imagine what you're going to get into. Like, yeah. you're going to end up on the losing side of that. You're going to end up blocking me. But. All right, man. Well, that was, other, yeah, that was another episode of Sports Tuesday. Please tune in next week where we'll be talking about whether there's a fine line when it comes to little league game, uh, little league sports, uh, do they deserve uh, high publications or a high? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, notoriety. Notoriety. There it is. My boy Rush picked it right on my head. Yeah, I be smart uh, sometimes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So uh, 
we'll get into that whenever uh, we, we have our boy Sterling rejoining us. Or if not, we will have Chris filling in um, with us again. Chris, it was a pleasure. You're always a part of the show, whether you're in front of the camera or not. But it's always I always enjoy whenever you're in front. That's a button pusher in the game. You, you, Sean, you, Sean McDermott, we still yeah. going to come to the barbecue, and Chris going to come too, but he's not finna fight you. He's going to eat some real I tell him straight to his face all of these things. Oh, because, yeah. because I, look, just because you're you're a shitty coach doesn't mean you're a shitty person. <laughs> you know what? Dak, because you're shit in the playoffs and you choke, doesn't mean that you're a shit person. See, look, man, y'all, it's growth. Bro, so I wish everybody could see just that. Just on my sideline. You just, you just fucking suck at football when it matters. Like, that's it. All right. Like, well, yes, man. So, please ask to be traded for Lamar Jackson. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we got another episode coming at y'all uh, next Wednesday, man. So please tune in, same place, same time. See y'all later. It's gonna be great. All right, fellas.